everybody, and welcome to episode 478 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Rapara, is coming to you from the Adam Foot Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash laser time and join us at the $20 level. Who's joining me now? Mm, bodyguard Strangler, Chris Antista. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm doing the best of the year I can so far, Matthew Allen. And special guest, A.W. North Atlantic American Champion, T.L. Fossil. Oh, wow, that was complicated. <laughs> I thought you were doing a sound check for a second. Uh, <laughs> no, hi, hi, I'm T.L. Foster. Can we briefly talk about the fact that the AEW's pay-per-view is called literally called just Blood and Guts? Just like No, yeah. that's, okay, the pay-per-view's, pay-per-view is Forbidden Door. That's right, Forbidden Blood and Door. Guts. Was just the episode they have where they have their war games <laughs> match, which is called Bloody Guts. Hi, I'm T.L. Foster. You may know me as the guy who complains about wrestling on Twitter. <laughs> well, where, <laughs> might, where, where else might people know you from? Yeah, I also do a podcast called Live from the Pool House with Sonya Ballantyne, which is coming back. I also do another podcast on that same little network called Here's the Thing with Emmett Watkins Jr., and Jarrett Green, where we talk very, very, very tangentially about video games. Almost kicking and screaming about video games. However, we have, deci- we have decided we have a goal, a new mission in life. That is to have a video game Freak Dick. We want to bring back Freak Ooh. Dick and have it set in video games. Look, Ooh. here's the thing. E3, LA, honestly, it's not a good idea. The LA Lakers, and this is going to make Matt happy, they're usually a team that's in championships. So <laughs> we move E3 back to Atlanta, mm-hmm. sure. and we 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 inject it with some little bit a little bit of fun. A little bit freak. I'm Nick. just saying, Freak Nick. Man, I was just looking into that. Did you ever see that movie? <laughs> Which movie? Freak Nick. Oh, the, the uh, Adult freak Swim Nick. one. Yeah, it's like totally lost. Yeah, and like I think it's like yeah. lost as in like on YouTube in 240p, but like Damn. yeah, it's just totally unavailable. Uh, I was talking freak- to a girl, and she said that was her favorite movie ever. Someone what? I was on. Who was it that played Freak Nick? It's that guy that talks just with the uh, audio. Uh, T-Pain, T-Pain. T-Pain. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this was like one of T-Pain's early, like early uh, projects he did with Adult Swim. But uh, Freak Nick itself, so like the first time I heard about Freak Nick was I was Would you like to juxtapose uncle. that with the first time I heard about Freak Nick so we can give you a black yes. and white perspective? Yes, I was <laughs> over at my it. uncle's house and my cousin was like, you gotta see this fucking party. And it was just the world's biggest block party in Atlanta and guess, and they stopped it in 2002 before I could fucking go! So yes, I would like Freak Nick back. This is my, my new mission in life. So when I heard about Freak Nick, <laughs> I was at my uncle's apartment across from the Fox Theater. And uh, somebody, one of his works makes a very southern accent and like, when Freak Nick happens, your best bet is to just book a ticket out of town. <laughs> and I, and I, I looked at the floor and there were swastikas in the tile. Oh, uh, that—that's my Atlanta experience. It's, I, you go to that hotel; there's still swastikas in it. I think they predate World War II, but hmm. yeah, they should really look into fixing. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know that but, the South likes its classic things, <laughs> even when you have statues based on monsters. But that's why we should bring back a classic. Bring back Freak Dick for video games. This is my new personal mission in life. Jeff Keighley, call me. We can set it up. And It'll I want to be, be compared to my uncle here. He's like. I mean, if you don't like hearing a lot of cars and bass, like, that's about the extent of, like, how much it annoys me. And it's not not annoying, because it's like having spring break in the middle of a big city. Freak Nick, baby. 
Great makes great. Mm-hmm. Bring it back. All right. Well, that's a great lead-in for our theme this week, which, as you know, we are at the end of June. June is over by the time you're hearing this, which means we are six months into the year, which means it's time to talk about our favorite games of the year so far. It's Goatsy time. Yeah, Did I say well, that right? Gothy. They're the, they're <laughs> the Gotti, Gothies. Game of the Nailed half it. year. Yes, right. Yeah. Goatee. Uh, can I, can I put a... I, I want to put a... a um, an asterisk one. We usually don't include re-releases. Ya boy. I realize I'd never m- marathon Sonics, despite loving them. I would mm. marathon Mario's and Castlevania's, but I had sold my Genesis, so I never had all the Sonic games at the same time. So I got Sonic Origins. Uh, full disclosure, I have a pregnant Sonic attack, too. Uh, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course you do. And uh, I, yeah, I played through all of them in 1.4 sittings. Mm-hmm. Uh, every single Sonic game, and I—it's as far achievement wise, it probably will be the only game I hundred percented this entire year. Damn, nice! I have hundred percented it, and I just want to, get, to a give it a shout out just because I have like the least experience with Sonic and Knuckles because I just didn't have that system until like way I didn't have those that system when those games came out. I was able to play Sonic CD anyway. Beat those. Sonic 3 was like all a surprise and fun and wonderful and then that mm-hmm. mission mode because I was like oh I got all the achievements and then I played the mission mode that's like the best part of the game like the 50 second Sonic chunks where it just gives you a goal get to the end without touching an enemy get to the end without losing a ring get to a, gain a hundred rings in one minute and like you just keep doing it like that and it's awesome did you um, play through them in the anniversary mode which is yes. where it just yeah 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 I play everything I played the anniversary mode. I can't tell, like, as I don't think I've played this any Sonic game, anything but Mania on my 65 inch television. So it's just really nice that the, it's widescreen, fills up everything. I just had a really fun, nostalgic time with it. My The only issues I had with it, like, no glitches, no bugs. It's just the only issues I have with it are issues with Sonic games. It's like the only platformer of, about controlling momentum, and sometimes. That sucks because it doesn't play like any other platformer. Yeah, um, I, and- that's how. Like I've been playing it as well. That's mm-hmm. how I felt about Sonic One. Like I, because <laughs> we were like, like I don't think I don't like this one. But um, it was really cool. I really like the boss rush mode. I yeah. really like the boss rush <laughs> mode. Yeah. And like I love like the little challenges like it puts in there. Like, hey, we're not going to give you any coins because you should be able to do this. And like when I was playing through it. I had, like, Sonic 2 is probably the game I've played the most, in just, like, in general, in life. And, Sonic uh, uh, and at some point, like, I just started playing Sonic 2, and then my muscle memory of playing those games, it was, like, Dougie and The Hangover, right? Like, you could see everything. It's like, oh, I can see into the Matrix. Oh, I remember, like, if mm. I do Island Run, I could just hop on this part. And you just jump before Robotnik hits the square, and then you can hop on him. And it's like, oh, I f- forgot. I just knew how to do all of this. So yeah. is it really? I, I I've been really enjoying th- it as three, well. Three, three and Knuckles because it's just one big game now. I wasn't even. Sure. I don't even remember them doing that, like combining Sonic and Knuckles and Sonic Three into one because it's huge. It's like twice the size of any other games of the package. Uh, so a lot of that was just totally fresh to me, or like I haven't seen it in years. The hardest achievement for me to get was. It says, play as Supersonic, and I had to confront myself, Chris, did you ever unlock Supersonic? Did you? Be honest. And I, I'm i trying to be honest with myself. I know I played as him, but it might have been through the debug mode. But guess what? That, achi- 
that that debug code works in the anniversary edition, and you can unlock Supersonic and get one of the hardest achievements <laughs> oh, in the nice. games by cheating nice. with a thirty-year-old sheet. It's great. Beautiful. I think we can strike that from our new releases segment. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 It was it was a new release last week. I just hadn't yeah. like well, played it's, it. So it's a thoroughly. good it's a good chance to maybe lay out the ground rules for maybe yes. listeners who have nev- so, never heard yes, us do one. Uh, of these. As as Chris mentioned, when we do our game of the year, game of the half year shows. One of the ground rules is it cannot be a game that released. It can't be a remake or a remaster. Yeah. If it came out a couple years ago on another platform, we don't include it here. We do. We have since Hades. We have mm. started including early access games that came out of early access this year. Yes. One of which is right. in our top five. Assuming, yeah, this is their final finished form, or at least what yeah. they're calling that. So it's like, okay, now we can judge you. And I've been told, uh, scolded even, we won't include games that came out years ago but came to Game Pass last week. So they're new to me. That's true. Yeah. Sorry. So no, sorry, no disc room. Sorry, disc room. I can't say Shadowrun returned. I, I reserve the right to do that. that in new release segments every week, though, because like Chris, <laughs> yeah. it's like, hey, I played this thing that other, pe- other people might have played, but Game yeah. Pass is open. But it, but it doesn't apply to our awards. No. Quote unquote, right. no. Which is really just like, awards. here's the five games we like, or, you know, at the end of the year, here's what? the ten games we like. These are exclusive. Michael, I yeah. walk around to all the developers and put up the sign <laughs> as if it was E3, and <laughs> I've only been arrested a few times yeah. for doing this. I mean, Matt's taking a real chance during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, walking around like you're doing it all on foot, like an itinerant yes. monk. Just yeah. going I'm like a from Johnny Appleseed. With a hobo yeah. I will say a this. On his head. <laughs> I will say this. One of these games is on our top five game game of the half year is in my top five games of all time. I really love one of these games. A lot. I I think the same thing for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I. This has been for a really sure. like. The, the, there's a cliche of well, it's a good year. This has been a fucking banger year, video games well, this year. It's been kind of weird because it's, it's one of those things when I think about it, it's like, yeah, I feel like not a lot's come out this year. And then I think, well, no, there was that and that other. Th- yeah, okay, that, that, yeah. that. Yeah, okay, no, actually, no, there have been like way too many good games that have come out this year, but yeah. none of them like are front of mind for whatever reason. And it, it, it definitely does well, feel like it feels like less because I think. This is where games would have been developed during the lockdown. Right. And mm-hmm. the initial lockdown, they would, on average, those games would have been coming out around now and that had to have had an impact on development uh, for the first part of this year. I, I definitely mm-hmm. think, like, if we if we look at the release slates for 2021, 2022, and then, you know, 2023 and on, on we're probably going to see a slight dip in the... Not the overall releases, because God, like Steam has like a thousand new indie yeah. titles released every day. But it's sure. it's like, let's just say the stuff that would be on our radar, you know, double A and above type mm-hmm. games. Like, yeah, there had to have been fewer. Like, it definitely feels that way. But to Michael's point, I mean, it, it, you have to commend developers. Like, mm-hmm. despite all these challenges, there have been some major good games yeah. this year just already. And it's like, holy shit. Like, we, I think part of it too is like, the holiday release schedule, even to this point, after our non-E3, we don't have a ton of clarity of what's coming out by the end of this yeah. year. We yeah. do know a lot of stuff has been moved into 2023. So I think it... I don't know. I don't know if there are fewer releases or if it just feels like there's fewer I, releases. I think just one of the things I notice is that First Party will announce 
games more than a year out, and third party will kind of like wait six to eight months. So yeah, I can see certain things not even having being announced. That AAA stuff that'll be up by the holidays. It's in Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo's best interest to let shareholders know they have a slate of games. It's well, not I the like... same thing for Ubisoft or Capcom. Like they they want to hold on to a hype cycle. No one wants to hype a game for four fucking years. <laughs> I was about to say you say that Nintendo, like other than like Metroid, right? Like Nintendo has just always been like now it's just been. Oh, when we announce it, look for it in like two months. Like I wouldn't have thought Pokemon would was going to come out this year. There are like there are exceptions, <laughs> and then there's Prime Four and Zelda and yeah, and just yeah. about everything yeah. else. The the stuff that the shareholders yeah. care about, like they they do announce years in advance because mm-hmm. it's like yeah, they, they kind of have to. But yeah, the smaller maybe the smaller Nintendo titles, they they do tend to do the shorter announcement cycle. I think the reason. So the industry, we all know, was trending toward that before mm-hmm. COVID. It was like, yeah, six months or less. That's your marketing campaign. Yeah. Just boom, announce, get it out there. I think people haven't been doing that because there's so much uncertainty. Like, well, can we ship it on time? Like, is that a real date? Because yeah. the developers, we don't know with COVID and all this stuff. So it's it's just been so much uncertainty. I, that I, I think it's, yeah. it's different. But, you know, I worked at a big publisher when the last console cycle occurred. And a lot of people wanted to wait out, let's see which console sells more. And I think the consoles are all selling just fine, just most people can't find them. <laughs> right. What What do you want to lead with? What Do you do you want to develop for a platform people can't buy your shit on? It's still unclear where all the consoles are, because I know a lot of people who can't... People pleading today in the industry, where can I get a PS5? And like, yeah, yeah. man, I don't know why this is still an issue. Well, some things have started coming back, like GPUs. For yes. Like, it is now possible to go out and get a 3080 graphics card at retail, which was a, an impossible, laughable idea, like, a month ago. Mm-hmm. Like, you had to get into a queue on, like, Newegg or something to yeah. enter a drawing like, like to get on a waiting list. Like, like the right. Nike app. Yeah. Now, yeah. is that well, due to the chip shortage getting better or Bitcoin what i've heard is that's due to the crypto market yeah, yeah. I, falling. I think it, it might be both i yeah. i can't imagine that the crypto market would crash so hard that all of a sudden all these people would just suddenly stop buying these things oh it has crashed yeah I, well i know bad. it's crashed but but like generally you you see a more gradual uptick rather than a like no it's all like floodgates are open now the cards are on the market uh, mm. There's almost a surplus. Things are on sale now. Yeah, Which mean, so this I didn't put this in the news, but this is what makes it baffling. We're talking about games and when they come out. One of the rumors that Jeff Grubb, you know, who has been known lately to break a lot of stories, apparently he's saying Nintendo has a Metroid Prime remake done that they're just sitting yeah. on and waiting to release it at the right time. And I'm like, yeah. the time is now. <laughs> what is the way? Like uh, you would, you I, would hear I, things about that with Nintendo. They'd have a lot of remasters or remakes that yeah, well. Let's see how this year goes, and we'll decide whether we release this or not. It is done, though. But, I mean, like I said, like, also Nintendo has Splatoon 3 and Pokemon. And, like, so there's going to be other things. Like, it's, it's such a... We're, we're in a such a... We're in a Wild West, and but, I love it. I love every second about that. I thought... It, no, it was about Steam Decks. Steam Decks Yeah, more, are, more Steam Decks are yeah. shipping. Yeah. I got a play date that I forgot I ordered because it was so long ago. <laughs> Steam, but the, 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 there should be more PS5s by the end of the year. There should be more Steam Decks by the end of the year. Because hopefully that is going away. I say this with a dying car, and uh, you, 
used car prices and regular car prices are just astronomical and ridiculous. So I'm just like, I yeah. might have to bike it until December. I'm not paying that shit. Uh, yeah. yeah. Everything's, everything's bad. Uh, How's the market for pontoon boats where you live, Chris? I'm, yeah, I just imagine you on a pontoon. Yeah, the I, I do. I want to invest just, you know, for They're, reasons. Tallahassee's too hilly. It, it's not like, it's not the Everglades. We're not all, Florida's not a swamp. It's you know, not? It's some of it. I was it. saying I mean, it's not of it. yet. I was saying that. <laughs> but if I, if I exit oh, my cul-de-sac warming. and look down the street, there's a swamp there. That's, that is a swamp. If it rains too much. It'd be gone. Anyway. Anyway, oh. Vigigan. Okay. Yeah, let's let's get into our top five games of the year so far. According to us, this is not definitive. We are not GameSpot. We are not trying to be objective about this. This is just stuff a handful of middle-aged dudes have had time to that, play and really Michael, enjoyed. That, that all is not going to fit on the award certificate. Right, you're you're going right. to have to shorten it. Not only the award certificate, bit. but our trophy <laughs> is not so much a trophy as it is an embroidered propeller beanie. That we're sending yes, all these developers. Yes. Really, the idea of a, an embroidered <laughs> propeller beanie, because it's actually it's sort of an insult to get recognized by us anyway. Uh, yeah, let's jump into these right after this. Hey, everybody, it's me, the raccoon that used to live under Chris's porch and used to be friends with these jerks until they dragged me back for one more promo and then used it for like 11 weeks without even telling me or giving me a follow-up call. But guess what? I found out about it, and through the magic of lawyers, I'm back, and I've decided to give them one more chance to actually switch it up every once in a while by having me back on to tell you, the wonderful listener, how to support these fucking idiots. Best way is to go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash laser time, and you'll find a bunch of stuff by these guys, bonus shows, spoiler casts that they've done over the years, but mostly you will be supporting them by giving them money and supporting me by giving me continued living space in which to harvest and hoard rat skulls. My many, many rat skulls that I leave in macabre piles for these people to trip over every so often. Also, you can just subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice and, you know what, leave us reviews, five-star reviews only, please. Since here I'm supposed to threaten you with something like staring at you or putting my rat skulls in your house instead, but that's infeasible, and really, these assholes are on thin ice as it is. I don't want to get them in more trouble with you guys. Finally, and possibly most difficult, you can tell a friend about the show. You can crawl out from whatever bridge or rock you make your warren in, find another human being, shake them by the shoulders, and say, listen to Vigigame Game Apocalypse, and they'll say, what's Vigigame Game Apocalypse? And you'll say, it's a show where some funny guys talk about video games, and they're like, what's a video games? And then you realize that you're shaking your old high school gym teacher, and your teeth are falling out, and it's a dream. My God, what have I become that I exercise such power on your subconscious? Anyway, once again, I'm being shooed away. So enjoy the rest of the show, jerks. And we're back to talk about what? The Gothies. The definitive games of the half year done by all game sites. Did you guys ever have to do that, by the way, at E3? Like give out like the game of the show awards where you literally had a thing you were putting up on their booth wall? I remember we did that. Mm. I somehow never got tasked with doing that. I I did it. And I remember (laughs) like... The PR people were a lot less enthusiastic than I thought they would be and a lot less prepared. I'm like, hey, we have a a game of the show badge, you know, we want to put on your wall. And they didn't know what to do with it. And I'm like, I thought you guys came prepared with like double sided tape and shit. Like, were you not expecting this to get awards? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, thankfully, I never had to work the E3 show floor. I was always back away at home. Like, oh, man, that seems sweaty and sucks. I want to look at all. I want to go to this FTP site and get these trailers and then post them. You know, that's one thing I will give E3 credit for, at least some years when it wasn't so crowded. 
it wasn't as hot as you would think inside those places. They did keep them fairly air conditioned. Uh, the walking between the halls fucking sucked when mm-hmm. it was that outside that the back way where you go near the food trucks, like that was hot because the sun literally was beating right on that. But like, in, especially, you know, that the indoor hallway, like past Kensha Hall between the two main halls, like that was always nice and cool. And that's where I would like, post up and like spot industry friends and say hi to them because it's like yeah i'm just gonna hang here it's a lot less crowded i feel like you know when i started going with games radar like they the air conditioning was on most of the time the first couple years i went it was not for whatever reason so i remember Mm -hmm. like 2005 going and it was like super hot and sweaty and everyone stank and i i had like a madden appointment and it's like i don't care about madden that much (laughs) But I want to stay in this booth and never leave because you have air conditioning. (laughs) Well, that was – I remember one year I was just in the business center the entire time taking meetings, like maybe had an hour to go visit the show floor. Mm -hmm. And that was the place that was always well – you know, those were like the upstairs meeting rooms, sort of like above the halls in the concourse. And it's like I just want to be here the whole time. I can sort of – be aware of what's going on in the show floor, but it, it, there's catering. It's cool in here. Like, this is great. Let's just do this. Man, E3 memories. All right, let's yeah. get into the Gothies, beginning with... Gone. Number five. Uh, I know you know what this is, T. Get get used to me doing this yes. a lot on this list. This was this year? This yeah. is Pokemon <laughs> yeah. Arceus uh, was this ago. year? Yeah, this is Pokemon Legends Arceus, which... What a game! Like, that may have completely changed, like, how Pokemon is played. Yes. Which is a yeah. weird thing, yeah. because, like, that was the, the thing, like, with Scarlet and Violet, like... I, I think, like, the conversation a lot of people who were in, like, the Pokemon community thought was, like, well, Arceus is a really cool idea, but these weren't, wouldn't be things that we would see change, you know, like, this drastically. And it was like, no, we thought this was a good idea, too, and we're going to move this forward to the next game. And, like, Arceus could have just been, like, a throwaway game, mm-hmm. but it, I don't know. It was just, it was such a, it's such a beautiful game and did so much to make a world out of a pokemon region that we haven't seen in such a long time like yeah like sui is such a interesting like world and the fact like this is where Sinnoh comes from and like this really weird like intersection of like of like a history and kind of playing off the history of japan itself like i don't know it was just such a really rad game and like had a lot of like cool easter eggs and I mean, you could just catch Pokemon. You don't even have to battle Pokemon. Yeah, they, you, there's, you could go through the game without fighting a Pokemon, and it's so rad. This game you might gave have to off, run away from a few fights, but... Uh, yeah. Yes. yeah. This game gave off such strong... Is it Monster Hunter Legends or Monster Hunter Stories? Which which one is their kind of the spin-off RPG? Stories. Yeah. Stories. Stories. It, mm-hmm. it could have been that, but like TL said, it, it was this other thing that like... Honestly, I, I hate to say it, they owe a lot to Pokemon Go. Like, a lot yes, of the oh, sure. mechanics walk around and catch and stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, this is just what people sort of expect with Pokemon now is, like, to be able to see a creature in the distance and walk up on it versus, like, random, you know, appearances. And, uh, yeah, this is the first Pokemon game I've ever played to completion. Um, yeah. I, I still haven't finished it, but I do, like, the, I love the, the Isekai angle. I love that it's never entirely clear, like, 
wait, are you somebody from the real world who's fallen into, you know, Pokemon 100, 200 years ago? Or are you supposed to be like someone from the modern Pokemon world who goes back in time? It's supposedly the modern Pokemon world. I think someone actually did the, um, like, there's theory. It looks like your character is from Aloha. Like, with the clothing and, like, the style clothes that they wear. Which was Pokemon that is, Sun and uh, Moon? Sun and was Moon. Sun and Moon, right. And that's the one it makes more sense. That's the first Pokemon, like, there's actually, like, portals, like, into worlds where you go mm. into. Like, one of the bigger oh, things, okay. like, well, the Pokemon Hoopla. Um, there's the Ultra Beasts that come from a literal, like, time distortion. So that one makes it makes the most sense if you would come from Aloha. Speaking of Ultra Beasts, that was one of the coolest parts of Arceus was the giant ultra versions of Pokemon. Those were so cool, man. And they don't, they don't really do much more in battles. Like, you know, cause I would, I would always use them because I'm like, it's just so fucking cool to use this giant version of Pokemon. They weren't more powerful and neither are shinies, but they were, they just looked way cooler because it's like a giant Pokemon. It's it's a feather in your cap to have that. And, uh, and I love what, like all the little weird turn of the century, you know, turn of the 20th century Japanese stuff flourishes like that. Is it in this one that they finally explain how Pokeballs work? That so this yes. is the yes. yeah this is the first game where because like in this world pokeballs are brand new that's the other thing that was really interesting this is the first world where like you are dealing with the fact that like people usually don't fuck with pokemon mm-hmm. like they are just yeah. like they're scared of them. They're, just, they're scared of them in this game and they're just starting are, to get used to them right like these are like they are essentially like if you look at japanese folklore like oni like these are oni or yokai like yeah. we don't fuck with this in fact and- you you might say from the story of this game you your character sort of introduces pokemon That's- and their utility mm-hmm. to this society like because you right. you know where you come from it's like no we use pokemon all the time you know they're our friends and it's like they're sort of afraid of them your side quests are all just like going to help you know find pokemon for people to you know build a fence or whatever the hell you know it's uh yeah. It's really, it has this like kind of, it's not prehistoric, but yeah, it, it is this, it's it's a prequel that takes place way far in the past. And so they get to establish the lore of like, well, here's how a Pokeball actually works. They don't go to some like alternate dimension. No, no, the Pokemon actually just fucking shrinks down to fit inside this ball. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah. don't I, don't leave your Pokemon in the hot sun in that ball. You know, but, he's actually in there. But when you I do also, catch them, there's that little firework that it oh. just mm-hmm. adds so much to the experience. Yeah. So, some of the most the most nerve-wracking you can be in a video game is waiting after that second jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it, is it going to firework or is it going to break out of that ball? Yeah, yeah. I I also really love the fact like it's the first game that actually made the Pokédex feel like a thing to do like you like in the games mm-hmm. the original pokemon game the a literal thing that professor oak tells you is hey i need you to help me fill this pokedex but you don't do that like those games are you go to the gym you fight the gym you beat the elite four this is the game that actually felt like no you need to go go see these times of pokemon okay now go see it do this like, it actually made you feel like you were actually documenting The, the Pokedex are sort creatures. of mini-quests that they contribute to your character progression. That's how you level right. up and level up in the little 
it's not the military, but it's it's like uh, team, team team galactic galaxy. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. galaxy expedition team. That's it. Team right? Yeah, because yeah. they yeah. become team galactic because right. everyone is everyone's their own grandpa. In this right, game. and f- and finding <laughs> out that like oh no, actually in the Japanese version they have the same name as team galactic, which is basically galaxy gang. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, this game was really rad. If you haven't gotten a chance, even if Pokemon's not your thing. I'm listening. Because I can understand it. Yeah. <laughs> I think Arceus is the best one of like, even if you don't like Pokemon, you should try it. Because it mm-hmm. is just the aspect of like, of being able to hunt, like not hunt these characters, but like finding these creatures in their own natural habitat, seeing how they interact with yep. different, you know, different creatures and everything like that. Like the the terror of being chased by an alpha Pokemon when you have no Pokeballs and you have to yeah. get the fuck out of well, there. That's the other thing. The Pokemon <laughs> attack you, not just your yeah. Pokemon in this game. Like you can collapse from passing out from getting hit by fireballs or whatever. Yeah, yeah and if all your Pokemon faint, you you're just there. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. really rad. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna second your your opinion there because I don't really like Pokemon. I loved this, and I yeah, think it's yeah. it's just a really well-crafted quasi open world game it has a lot in common with breath of the wild just in in the way that it feels and in the way that you navigate the world uh it's it's just a lot of fun on its own whether you're a pokemon fan or not i should should, my experience with pokemon i kind of like them as like grindy rpgs but i just don't get into multiplayer or any of the nitty-gritty with the real battling stuff beyond winning in single player and just usually drop it before i'm done and this sounded like oh well this might be the game for you, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it absolutely. Yeah, is. I yeah. would, I would say it's to me. I like the Breath of the Wild, but I would say it, it really feels like to me more akin to if the Monster Hunter developers could make a Pokemon. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what it feels like to me. It feels very much like Monster Hunter. You are crafting your material to go and catch the Pokemon. You're making sure you have the correct ball to use. Make sure you have the correct lore to use. Like. Yeah. And you don't battle. Like, so, Chris, like, if you're not in the battle, like, you battle, like, towards the very end of the game is the only time you really battle. Your Pokemon are there to protect. That is literally yeah, it. They, they, you, but it uses traditional turn-based Pokemon yeah. combat and, like, yeah. you're weakening the other well, monster so you can catch So, it, it does it. And that's the other thing that's really interesting. I, I completely would have been mad if I didn't. The... The way that they change how combat works, because it isn't the, the technical... It isn't the typical pokemon you go then i go it is like setting up your moves and using like the strong style or the oh yeah the style know, swiss yeah the swiss style to basically change your turn order it's it's like, a little bit more like a what is it final fantasy's the active time battle system right like an atv system as opposed to just like a straight okay you go then i go then you go then yeah, i go it's like if you I, if you do a heavy move you're gonna have to wait longer for your next turn you know right yeah it's great it's great. Uh, it, it's a great starting point if you've never played a Pokemon title. I'm curious, because we have the other ones coming out, will this be my bridge into trying a mainline? I'm not sure yet. Got to see what reviews are, are seems, like on that. It seems like the mainline ones are going to be similar to this. So yeah, it's, yeah, it seems like they are going to take a lot of design as, um, ethic, uh, design like inspiration but yeah but one thing you said tl like you know you don't have to battle and i thought like well well, then you won't be very powerful and then i remembered the pokemon that you meet in the field scale with the pokemon that you have with you i think uh so like if you have a bunch of low level pokemon you'll encounter low level pokemon yeah 
But also, when you catch Pokemon, you get level. Like, you, you they gain experience. They don't have to be in the battle. It's one of the... Mm. Oh, so good. Really love that game. Really cool. Really love the game. And I think some of the swinging forms of the starters also are really cool. Uh, especially Typhlosion. Typhlosion doesn't get enough love. Love Typhlosion. So. Yeah, it's a really good game. If you I, haven't tried it out, I would highly I, recommend it. I like my Rowlet, except I don't like its final form. <laughs> you gotta get the shiny version. It looks really cool. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Well, let's move. That's that's pretty great, but let's move along to... Number four. That is, your character getting repeatedly pelted by fireballs thrown by skeleton mages in which game? It's Rogue Legacy 2. Yes, Rogue Legacy 2. And, like, if you're a fan of Metroidvanias, specifically, like, Symphony of the Night, and you enjoy roguelikes that kind of reshuffle the levels every time you die, there's a lot to love here. I'm not even really that big a roguelite fan, and I could not stop playing this because it's yeah. it's kind of built for like these short runs where like okay i'm just gonna try and see how far i can get and you know i learned this and this and this and now i'm back to square one and i uh found this pizza girl and she can help me get to where i was more quickly and uh yeah it's uh i'm not explaining it well but it's a ton of fun <laughs> yeah no it, it's great it's it's super refined roguelike um i love the the whole passing you know, one of your traits off to the next generation after your character dies, you know, which is the whole, that's yeah. the whole legacy I, series. I really like, like do. this guy's not going to have the weapon you like, and he's going to die in one hit, but he will make 400 times the money. So it, yes. it, yeah, yeah, even yeah. if your run lasts like two minutes, you might, you might, it might be profitable to try. Yeah, <laughs> it might, might get, you might be able to add an extra room or two to your castle mm -hmm. just from this one run. But yeah, that, yeah. That's the legacy part, like you said, Matt, that every time you die, you play as one of your three children, mm -hmm. and they're they're all randomized, and like they have different weapons and different abilities, and so you can kind of pick the one that you like the best. It's like, oh, I want to be a sword guy this run, or I want to be an archer, or uh, I want to... The boxer's yeah. great. Oh, the boxer's great. Frames, baby. I should say, this is the game... I slammed for looking like a Flash game, and it's one, it's mm. one of the most justified poundings i got from our, our, our nice little community and i was absolutely wrong um it does it does kind of look like one at first glance and then you're no it's actually quite beautifully animated. yeah it, mm -hmm. it moves really really mm -hmm. well and it it is cute because it disguises everything i like about hades and dead cells mainly um mm -hmm. under a, yep. a cuter more friendly exterior my my only knock against the game is as someone who loved hades and dead cells those games were a little easier than most roguelikes in terms of progression. This game is still kind of firmly back in the older school of roguelikes in that it's it is tough to have true progress in this game. You you have to yeah. work at it quite a bit, you know. It took me a while to get out of that first area, yeah, you know. Yeah. So But or that's the only knock I'll have against it. And, and and this is coming out of uh, early access. This is one of the titles we were, we were yeah, talking in, about in that April, now is eligible. And so they've balanced it, or you'd have to think they've balanced it at this point, given feedback from Early Access. So, um, well, you, yeah. you only started playing it after it left Early Access. That's correct. Yeah, so, I um, only played it after. Yeah, but, so, But I, I, what I'm saying is, okay, that's 
even after the early access balancing point, it's still a little tougher progression wise than I would like, but that's mm. okay. Like that's, you know, not every roguelike has to be Hades in terms of yeah. being the best roguelike ever made. Well, so. one, one thing that I really liked about this, I th- and I think they, uh, I don't think this was present in the original one, is that there's like a ton of new platforming stuff where you can kick off different objects and enemies mm-hmm. and stuff like that to sort of bounce around. And there there are rooms where it's just like, just kick off this series of lamps to, to climb up this long vertical shaft and claim a treasure or, you know, there's all these little challenge rooms that you'll slip into. And it's like, here, uh, kill all these enemies without taking a hit or some other condition that you have to meet. And you'll get you'll get a cool treasure. And it's all about making as much money as possible so that when you die, you go back to your castle and you can build it out. And as you build out your castle, you will open rooms that will unlock new classes. Or, yeah. you know, you can buy a cafeteria and you can improve the cafeteria five times and each time you do it you'll your characters will get a health that, boost. that aspect is Stuff pretty like staggering like just when you think you've seen everything in the game oh there's a lot of new classes with new moves and new new animations and new yeah. things to do if anything i and th- that's i think more than other roguelites i played there there's a lot of useless stuff in here too there's just like really everything's going to be yeah, in black that, and white or upside complete. down this is not beneficial i hate this i there are a few joke powers mm-hmm. that you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, man, I wish that wasn't here. But typically what they'll do is they'll offset that by giving you some yeah. cool, hey, you're going to earn four times the gold, but you, everything's going to be in and black and white. You will get the ability yeah, to lock in one tier. So like, if you like a certain class, you can always play that one. It just takes you a while to unlock that ability. But yes, if you... You can also lock in the levels, which is very unique for mm-hmm. a roguelike. You can pay that dude oh, right. like, yes. just hold the map how it is. Yeah, but, the, but then the, the price gets higher every time, but then you can unlock a room that it's, it's like, uh, oh, here, it's some competition, so he'll You only want to do that if you're like just about to beat one of the bosses. There's really no right. reason to yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Be- be- because honestly, part of the cool feeling of starting a new run, hearing this sound. got movie sign oh <laughs> it does it does kind of feel like that but yeah that's the uh karen the ferryman laughing as he takes all of your remaining gold that's the other thing you have to spend all the gold that you earn after each run or else the ferryman will take it away you can uh, you can unlock a safe that will uh, you know secretly steal like 10 percent of it or something yeah. Yeah. but uh and then it generates a new castle and you go in and like oh all the rooms have been reshuffled and yeah, again, if you were fighting a boss and you died and you want to find your way back straight back to the boss, it's, you know, kind of a pain if you reshuffle everything. But uh, yeah, that yeah. room system, by the way, is like they give you a lot of options, more than a typical roguelike of like the persistence, which is that's the whole thing with roguelikes is theoretically it gets easier because you're the persistence is the power in this game is is the rooms you're building in your castle. Mm-hmm. But there are so many if you think of the castle as a skill tree, there are so many ways you can go and kind of customize your build or potential yeah. run builds. Cause there is a lot of RNG, uh, yes, you know, I still think it's a to skip ahead sometimes. Cause you got to fortify yourself with those, uh, what you mm. call it? Relics and gifts and whatnot. Um, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. I had it. I, yeah, I mean, I think I finished really it. Good. I'm pretty sure I finished it as, wow. as really? far as, yeah, I struggled with one or two of the bosses, but then like never again. Everything was first try, hmm. um, nice. and and other than that, like yeah, the levels are the tough part. Um, I, yeah, 
and 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 yeah, I forget. I, eventually, I think I just sort of maybe over leveled a little bit, and I started using the barbarian character given how much health he had in general. Mm-hmm. And if he's not in the air, he does like eight thousand times the damage with his feet are on the ground. Um, you ever tried nice. to use a pacifist character? How? Like, how do you even do that? <laughs> That's a good question. I'm not sure. Yeah, the pacifist character just has a a picket a sign rainbow piece that sign. does like <laughs> yeah one, a, a one point of damage. It does nothing, and uh, so you're basically you, you can't attack. You can't attack, uh, but you usually make like three hundred times the money. But you can't really make any. You can only open chests. You can't earn money from kills. But it, yeah, I, I sunk a ton of time into it. It's uh, I was totally incorrect. I'm just saying to whatever those users were who yeah. gave me shit. It became one of my favorite games of the year, and I voted for this. And last thing I'll say about it, like I was kind of surprised how compelling the the story is. Like it's it's like an ambient story where there's like a, a blacksmith and a sorceress, and then a few other people who start populating the grounds outside your castle, and you can talk to them every so often. They'll have new things to say, and you kind of watch them gradually. Like uh, you know, the the sorceress is like, "Oh man, that blacksmith sure is handsome. Do you think he likes uh, how do you say good food?" Uh, <laughs> Maybe I'll make him one of your hamburgers. But she's Egyptian and she she's always like talking about all this Egyptian food. And it's like after playing it for a few hours, I'm like, man, I really want some of that right now. I'm going to go get like, go find a Middle Eastern restaurant close to home. Anyway, at Rogue Legacy 2, as I told these guys, bad news, it's fun as shit and you have to play it. I'm telling mm-hmm. you that now. Don't sleep on Rogue Legacy 2. And it's like it's 20 bucks and for some reason still not any PlayStation platform. That I don't huh. truly understand. Is hmm. it on Switch? Uh, no. No? It's Xbox and, you know, Steam. Wait, it's on Xbox? Oh, it's not on Game Pass. No, okay, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll buy it. The 20, I'll pony up the It's worth it. It's definitely worth it. I'll use my bean points to pony up $20. Yes, you're on that bean train, baby. I have been on that bean train since Robert Beach told me to get on the bean train. Robert was the first person I knew. I, I saw <laughs> I Dan, Dan Amrick posting about it in one of our Facebook groups, and he's like, he didn't know. And I'm like, bro, I get at least $10 a month in Xbox credit just doing searches, which I'm going to do anyway throughout the day, you know? Mm. Like, come on, man. <laughs> This podcast sponsored you, sponsored by Marvel's <laughs> by, by Marvel Spider Man, the only <laughs> the only movie that has big <laughs> Xbox <laughs> Amazing Spider Man, ten years old. How did you know that? Thirty twenty ten spoiler. Wow. All right, let's move along to number three. <laughs> This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Remember that game I said that was in my top five games of all time? Oh, This is it. This is it. I really... Oh, I totally uh, thought you were talking about a different game. No, 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 no. You guys are going to be very, very disappointed when we get to that one. Hmm. Um, I... I, This is Teenage Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Shredder's Revenge, which seems like, technically, I would consider this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. We're talking about the yeah. arcade cabinets because this is absolutely Which follows Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles four. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's confusing. It, it, well, no, that's that's the NES <laughs> numbering. I'm yeah. going by the arcade sure. numbering. Um, but no, this is a, a the sequel to Turtles in Time, and man, what a fun, mm-hmm. enjoyable like 
nostalgic evolution take of Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And like, and like you said, the, the evolution of what a beat 'em up should be. Yeah. Like, I couldn't believe the depth of the Ninja Turtles references because, the, like, even I, who was watching for like six years straight, like, who the fuck is that? Google, Google, Jesus, that's a deep one. Right. Uh, and, and then, and as someone who loves beat 'em ups, and you know, I rebuilt an arcade cabinet and every once you know once a, once every couple of weeks i just play through a beat-em-up it is somebody streets of rage 4 did it as well same developer yeah 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 so i want but it's, I, th- I feel like streets of rage 4 may have a better like end game's the wrong word but like to, a reason Re- to replayability keep going. incentives yeah tail yeah. like longer tail for yeah. sure yeah. yeah streets of rage 4 was tribute i don't think it was uh, uh, Daimu. Di- well, that same publisher. Then. Same publisher. Yeah. Yeah, and, same and, but but this this is yeah. picking up where all development on the arcadey cartoon beat 'em up ended in like 1995, 96, and then adding to it in ways that like, wow, that was a fucking no brainer. Why did nobody think of that? Why did no one think to add a dodge invincible frame dodge move? It makes cheesy cheap arcade bosses i mean hit 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 all right he's gonna do his unblockable thing mm-hmm. you can dodge you can just get out of the way it's amazing yeah. or when you take damage like being able to have like a like being able to then like ground cancel into mm-hmm. like a, a wake up like good fighting game mechanics yeah. Yeah. in a yeah. beat up which is that dodge button i believe the dodge is is your ground uh, cancel basically yeah it also it, gives you an escape yeah. move that is like a jumping attack uh, and, and you then know, you have in a other special games... attack, a unique attack out of that dodge, and it just yeah. does all these fucking things. And I, I, you know, I play an old beat 'em up, and I get upset when there's like no dash attack, and that you know that happens in even the best belt scrollers. But like this, ha- this game has everything. Yeah, uh, Genghis Frog. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's right. The, the the what are they called? The punk frogs, something like that. Uh, they're the what's the punk something frog. Uh, sure. Yeah. Doesn't make I, I, I mean, look, that was that was even like this is like further cart. Like even when I was the, the, yeah, the amount of screen right? time, the Channel Six news team gets the licensed Channel Six news team, the least interesting characters in Ninja Turtle history. They're they're all here anyway. Yeah. And yeah. You have, Irma, like, Vernon. Vernon Irma. Yeah, Irma's there. Vernon's there. You have to find Vernon's. What I'm assuming is his porn. <laughs> because who so collects so, VHS tapes in, in you know there's that, something that was that's our su- head canon at least. there's something that's super timeless about the turtles I guess because they found fun ways to reinvent themselves throughout the decades not Vernon Vernon is stuck <laughs> Vernon yeah. is stuck in like 1987 his pink shirt mm-hmm. and his fucking Phil Collins uh, what's his name Patrick Bateman overalls uh, it's, it's a ridiculous look for a character and it reminds you exactly when this is from and I sort of like that yeah, I, I, I also thought like uh, we've also like had so many re like reimaginations of like who these turtles are, and to hear Rob Paulson <laughs> as Raphael or Rob Paulson like as Raphael was it was weird to me. Like hearing like the the wisecracking Raph, it was like, oh wait, Raph is this isn't Raph? I'm like what? And it, I don't know. It it was just so it was so fun. The music is so good. Like. Like Something that, about Kim Clark is Leonardo, right? Yeah. yeah, I think they got the. I think they got who they could from the original, like the TV original show. turtles to to do their voices, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you couldn't get James Avery. Man, 
if there was a necromancer that could have resurrected James Avery, that would have been super rad. Uh, could have gotten Kevin but, Nash, I would have been just as happy. Or it could have been Kevin Michael Richardson. I would have been fine with sure. that too. Uh, I, I but the, yeah, the big yeah, trick but, this game pulls off to me is you guys talk about it's an evolution of gameplay, which I would argue I thought Street of Rage Four felt more like an evolution. I think. No, I think. I think. Well, it hold is. on. Let me, let me make. Let me make the point. The po- what this game does is it's it's an evolution, but still managing to feel make you feel the way you felt when you played those turtle arcade games while yeah. it's sneakily doing a hundred times more than those yeah, games there you did, go. right? Yes. Yeah. Like it doesn't it doesn't feel like as much of a progression, but then like go back and play those games, you're like, oh no, this is this is worlds faster than those I mean, games. Like, like, and, for me, Turtles in Time is one of the end of the lines of that entire genre. It's it was the best and most deep the most detailed sprites, the biggest list of moves and interactivity, all in Turtles in Time. And this is it's just really fun to see a game care so much about living up to that tradition and surpassing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. the, the cockles get warmed, and I don't know. I don't know if how it'll work for you if you were not in, into Ninja Turtles. If seeing these characters doesn't warm your hearts, it does mine. Yeah. I like having so them in the house. <laughs> that's why I don't... I think... I wonder if I love this game as much as I do because I was born in 86 and when I grew up, this was my favorite property, right? So, like, I am very, I'm very ingrained on loving this game. Like, no, there's I, a fucking I, I, Wu, there's a Wu Tang song, yeah. and it's a Shredder yeah. song. Like, yeah. come on, like, God. yeah, I have to love this game. I, I think I may, I, I probably like it more than Streets of Rage Four, even though it may not merit that because mm. I don't have the same connection with Streets of Rage Four. Again, right. sold my Genesis a little too early. Didn't get to mess around a lot with two and three, and except for other friends' houses. Yeah. But if you do have a connection to it, then, you know, you will appreciate that things like this are actually callback references. Big Apple, 3 p.m. Because Big Apple, 3 a.m. Turtles. What I also also love is, so, like, they're not one-to-one. Like, their, their fights are different, like, when you fight a different boss. But, like, when you fight Baxter Stockman, it is the Baxter Stockman fight. Like, if you know... Like, how to do that fight. You know how to deal with Baxter Stockman. And I just... I loved it. It was just so much fun. And I... I... Am going to 100% this game. And I didn't think I was going to. But I was just having so much fun playing it. Um, well, that's and being able- I, I think if I had the option right before the show, I might have swapped this out with another game. Because mm. I'm just enjoying it that much more. I don't know if yeah. I, I... I still don't think it would have made it. But like... Uh, Obviously, I loved it. It just hard. I know there's a certain sect of listener population that you'll never be able to recommend this game to. It's a genre they don't care about and a property they don't like. Right. The other stuff in here doesn't necessarily yeah. have that that heat on it. But um, yeah, yeah. We we all and we all played it together, and that was fun. That that was no no. no, no y'all played it together. Yeah. No, let's <laughs> not say that we all Still y'all waiting. played it. Yeah, together. We need to get three more to do the six six. Yeah, player. we do. We do need to do six player because uh, six like so. There are seven playable characters. You unlock Casey yeah. Jones when you finish the game. You can play as Leonardo, Michelangelo, Donatello, Raphael, and April and Splinter which is pretty cool, but it leads to a lot of encounters that sound like this. I thought we were going to hear Randy Macho Man Savage. Oh, 
Ooh, yeah. That is like one Ooh, yeah. super attack like after another yeah. that you hear. Yeah, and, that and, is, and uh, that's how a, the game works. I, dude, I looked, I looked up a video of six players playing together, and I just got that feeling what I think my parents thought every time they saw a video game. Like, what yes. the fuck yeah. is happening? <laughs> it's all noises and flashy lights. It was too much happening. At, at that point, I think it more is just a chat. You're just there for party chat, and the game True. is incidental at that point. It's yeah, like, yeah, just, not, that, nothing will be hard at this Honestly, point. Honestly, that's kind of how I felt, uh, you know, just playing Three with player. you guys. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't remember big chunks of the game, but I just remember having fun and mashing buttons and talking to you guys. Well, hey, I'm look, that good. There's a, there's a couple challenges. The whole game, there, so yeah, there's a couple challenges where I need to not take any damage, and I think that would help me do those challenges. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we disregarded those right away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, like I said, I, I really loved it. Do you guys have a favorite character? Like, I am 1 million percent. I think April O'Neil is, like, the dinosaur of this game. Everyone thinks she's really... a little OP. Everyone's saying yeah, April I, is a little she... OP. I, I immediately went for April because, like, why wouldn't you? That's the coolest yeah. character to be able what to play. What I wanted is. to play before Michael took yeah. it. And yeah. and uh, I love that she, like, she has this, uh, her super move is, like, this spinning vertical kick. And I was like... What is that? I know I've seen that before. And then I realized, like, that's uh, Chun-Li in Street yeah, Fighter her Alpha. Anti, her anti-air is Chun-Li's, uh, like, spinning, like, upward spinning, spinning bird kick. Mm-hmm. She has a dive kick, which is really good. Like, everybody else is, like, their dive kick is fine. Hers is, because she's the fastest character, really good dive kick. She can do the cancel, the dodge roll, into a side move, which is also like, it's a really great way to start a combo. Like, she is the easiest character to combo with. Um, I am 1 million percent. Like, I just ended up... <laughs> like, I was like, I want to play a little bit of April and ended up beating the game with April. No, it's like, like April, it's so April went from being like, at the very least, the fifth most recognizable person in Ninja Turtles and only became playable se- but several times within the last, like, 18 months. I think she's a Nickelodeon brawl character as well. Like, yes, she is. Yeah, yeah you yeah, were never right. able to play with, as her for 30 fucking years. Yeah, and all of a sudden we get to play as Damn. her all the time. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a really fun character, too, because, like, yeah, she attacks with the microphone, and what we thought for the longest time was a sledgehammer, and I was right. like, oh, is that, like, a callback to Ramona Flowers? Because Tribute Games is made up of the same people that made the Scott Pilgrim game. Uh, for Ubisoft, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, and you know, looking close and realizing, like, oh, it's a camera. She's swinging a camera on its tripod, yeah. and it just yeah. looks like a hammer. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I love her. Her um, dodge roll, like her dodge roll attack, is her getting a boom mic mm-hmm. and like shoving it in your face. Like it's so good. Like oh, yeah, what a what a great. This is going to sound crass and uh, not crass, but like don't jump on me right away. I constantly feel like I'm getting older. And when I got in the games industry, I just felt like everything announced was like catering just to me and Michael and all my friends. And I just thought our generation might not get that again. (laughs) I did. I learned out of it. At least, at least not as much, you know, like, uh, you know, people running up in our office, like good news guys, making a new altered beast. Yay. Not like, this well, is this this is something that could be lost on. I don't know if they're going to make games that like, that are going to make forty year olds squeal yeah, uh, and anymore. It, and it's it's kind of incredible. Like there have been like what five or six iterations of the Ninja Turtles since that eighty yeah, TV series. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, that they they do something that is like a conscious throwback, not just to the original games, but to that. 
Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it, mm-hmm. it, it rewards you if you know this TV series from, like, close to 40 years ago. Yeah. I would say, I if you were actually doing something to get, like, the generation younger than me, you would have done something based off that 2002 TMNT series, which mm-hmm. ran longer than the mm-hmm. 80s cartoon and has a big fan base. The one with the, the white eyes? Following. That's the one... The, I mean, new one, technically. But yeah, that's the last 2D one that they did uh, before they did the... The, the 2D one with where, Ra- where Raph is the size of the Hulk. Yeah. Yes. The one that... <laughs> the one if you see uh, Turtles... Uh, I almost said Turtles United twice. I know that's not what it is. Or Turtles Forever. There we go. It's the, the ones like, with the white eyes. Yeah. 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 But I, I know that... I know I'm a straight white male and they've made plenty of things for me. Up to and including an Obi-Wan series, so it's not like I'm not being catered to. I just thought that would sort of move on. I thought the Transformers was kind of the last thing to do that, and even that kind of stopped. I just didn't expect this to happen again, and it was it was, it was joyous. I'm going to predict what's next, um, to catering to the next wave of nostalgia just a few years after us. Mm-hmm. TL might still be in this one. They already did it with a fighting game, but I'm thinking we're going to get a Power Rangers beat-em-up soon. We already have one. Do we? Yeah, I think there's, there's. I think it's a mobile port, but like it's on. No, that's console. a fighting game. That that's a fighting. Oh. That's a straight up fighter. That's yeah. not a belt yeah. scroll beat 'em up. But imagine. But the way this would progress is, for every boss battle, you have to join forces into the big Voltron esque Power oh, yeah. Ranger mm. giant thing, yeah. and there you go. There's your there's one, your fights. One character controls left arm punch, another is controlling right arm punch. Sure. I'm, I mean, I'm gonna make I, an I, even bolder prediction and say, it. Hey, Arnold, dating sim. This is. Uh, I want a SWAT cat. Yes, I want a SWAT cat like um, a Riger type game or R type. Like, like you get the fly to the SWAT cat uh, thing. So you want them? You want them to cater to a a, a kid who had only had TBS in two (laughs) thousand one? First of all, (laughs) first of all. Just because I, you guys know, I'm not gonna. I'm always gonna defend Hannah Barbera. Also, SWAT cats fucking rule. Yeah, dude. Two stupid dogs DLC. It. Let's do it. What? Here's a question for you, T. I know you're a giant fan of gargoyles. What yes. genre would you map gargoyles to now? For like a for uh, demons crest gargoyles. I mean, you yeah. would do it like one of the games that's on our list. Ooh. I think you would do a game like that, like an open world gargoyle game. You can set it. Some of it in Scotland, like the fall of the castle where they were staying at, and then you do the the like that's your tutorial level. Then your opening level is all of New York, and you do all the stuff with New York and, and David Zanatos. There. And then do me a favor and get Keith David to voice Goliath, but don't tell him what he's working on and see if that makes any difference in the characters. He did Goliath in Ducktales, which is <laughs> fucking wild to me. So in Ducktales, there's a character called Manny. Who is just this headless horse. And you don't think anything of it. The fucking series finale. They animate the rest of the horse. And you find out that that horse was actually a gargoyle. And he does the whole. It's been thousands and I live again. It's great. It's rad. That DuckTales show. So good. So good. Woo woo. Alright. Well let's move along to. Number two. I. I'm your father. No. No. That's not true. That's impossible. Join (laughs) me, and together we can rule the galaxy as father and son. 
I I love Lego Star Wars the Skywalker saga, man. I would not have expected this to be number two on our list when this came out. Still playing it. You guys fucking love this game, and I have to agree, like, yes, this is incredibly good. I wish I had more time to play it right now. That's the only problem. It's it's massive. It is a huge... It might be bigger than our number one game in terms of overall time you have to invest in this thing if you want to get all the collectibles. It's a fucking giant game. Am I sick of Star Wars? After Obi-Wan, kinda. And then I played this, and not at all. Like, it... Even in the prequel stuff, I'm having a fucking blast. It's and if you so Lego Star Wars, yeah. the Skywalker, Skywalker saga. saga. There you go. Because I, I still I still yeah. have to explain that it's not just our fault. It is their fault. I don't think that was messaged. They, they, well, they've well. done it before. They've done a couple compilation games before yes. of like several of the. They've Star done the. Wars. Com- they did it after the complete. They did it before saga. the sequels. Yeah, yeah. They, they, when yeah, they did the complete saga. Then they did the Clone War. Star, Lego Star Wars Three is the Clone. We talked about that before. Yeah, uh, yes, but but yes. just like it's like Banjo Kazooie, if everything you collected had like a value or a separate voice actor or a different combo system, I'm a guy who's been very harsh on the Lego games, and I don't regret that. I I can appreciate people like them. I thought they were like mind-numbingly boring and all exactly the same. And once they got yeah, rid well, of their, they, they haven't changed fundamentally very much since the original Lego Star Wars yeah. games. Yeah. They've kind Le- of Lego just... Batman, they became action beat-em-up games. Once they started adding voice acting to it and took away one of the redeeming things about them, they're like wonderful silent comedy, which you can turn on in Lego Star Wars if you want to. It could be an entirely yeah, silent yes, game. Yes, the mumble mode. That's one thing I should point out, that um, the writing yeah. is really excellent in this game. Like I was, I was, You heard me just now. I legit laugh out loud at this game a lot of the time like the gags they have are really funny and i i i didn't want to play this at all i didn't you see trailer footage and you think that's got to be misleading but no it's like if not a completely different engine it's a completely different approach to how you make a lego game it's very close to your character and it essentially is like banjo fucking kazooie if every puzzle wasn't stupid and pointless and, and, and yeah. unlock something grand, and, well, and it's worth seeing through. The, the puzzles are, are the so key. Good. Is the puzzles are like I think I want to know the making of this game. Like when the original Lego Star Wars games were released, they had a lot more of these character specific puzzles. Like oh, you need a droid of this type to, to use this X. lever or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and and this game brings that back. And I'm like, did someone leave? Is it tell not Telltale? Uh, Traveler's Tales. Traveler's Tales. Did someone leave Traveler's Tales and come back because like that design is back? And it works, but there's like hundreds of characters to choose yeah. from. It's like, well, you can use one of a hundred bounty hunter types that we have in this game. It's great. I just unlocked Benicio del Toro's Last Jedi character. Shut up! Uh, that's no, awesome. Maybe, maybe it's my one of my favorite last lines of a Star Wars character. <laughs> I, I do like that. Uh, yeah, in for the Force Awakens, like after you go to Maz's castle or whatever, there's that stormtrooper that shows up and has like the yeah, traitor fight with Finn yeah. and. Yes. And after that, you unlock that character, and then you can just play as that stormtrooper. <laughs> you can just be him. And, and everyone has separate combos. It's a competent shooter. It's a great platformer. It it has it has unique characters, combo system. It's funny. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a oh the flight aspects of it. The vehicle are sections wonderful. are wonderful. Yeah. yeah, it. I hate Lego games and would never thought I'd never play one again. And this is this floored me. 
with every aspect of it. In, in some ways, this feels like though the last, the last Lego game, <laughs> like the last Lego game they ever need to make. I'm like, man, this thing is this is the, this is a great note to go out on. I, they're not going to go out. I mean, Those I think, games I make tons of money. It was kind of clear to them. Given the nature of Star Wars fandom, like they're not going to be able to do anything like this again with these scenarios. So this it was like, this is it. This is the last thing we can do, and we don't have mm. a finite release date on it. It's, it's not set in stone. It's not tied to anything. So take your time, and they did, and it's fucking rad. And I hope it. The Lego franchise takes this form rather than the walk right. You can close your eyes and just smash bricks, never die. Uh, your son can tell you, "Here, hold the thing to build." You know, because building Legos is all about holding down a button. That's all the Lego you games You still work. do that, to be fair. They do, but it's like not the only thing they do, which it is in all other Lego games. It's, yeah. There's just not a variety of gameplay. It's not fun. It's not rewarding. There's nothing to unlock uh, other than some fan service. And there's so much more here than that. Yeah. Well, I think the last time there was a big progression in the Lego series was Dimensions. The problem with Dimensions, though, is Toys to Life. It's like, exactly. well, you got to spend ton of money out of the game in order to unlock a lot of the stuff in the game there's none of that bullshit here it's like now you just pay us what's well, on it's been on sale for like 45 bucks you get so much game for for your money with this yeah. thing without having to buy all the toys i do, I do so. think i got one of those premium packages again under 50 bucks but it, it came, it came with like the mandalorian characters which if i didn't have the mandalorian characters i would be so far behind that nick yeah, nolte character a little cheat has got an unbelievable amount of play just for being my first scavenger because there's 10 fucking classes that all do different things and have different abilities. Not always mm-hmm. different enough, but way more different than even like the Lego Batman series. But different enough for the puzzles. Yeah. Like you require yeah. one of each class for the different puzzles. Yeah, it's, it's really great. It's, so, yeah, there's, there's an incentive to go back and keep replaying stages with different characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking red. And you can, you can swap them out even and like... What was it? I think um, I was playing in the uh, the Death Star, like when Luke and Leia are like trying to escape. Like uh, Han is like, uh, "Oh, I'll I'll distract the stormtroopers," and so we we split the party here, and you guys go and do this thing. And I think I just like swapped uh, swapped in Obi Wan, who wasn't supposed yeah. to be there, and was yeah, just like Jediing around. Yeah. And like, oh, Han really says, "Hey, you guys, uh, brother and sister, go make out yeah. on that bridge over there. I'm exactly. going to go do my thing." Exactly, and. <laughs> And I do like the various ways that it uh, subverts various scenes from Star Wars. I think, like, the cutscenes, like, there's some like, decent gags. You know, you get a little bit of embellishment with this scene from Episode 3. She's carrying twins. Split up. They should be... My wife and I will take the girl. Yeah, Jimmy Smith sniffs them and, and is horrified and decides, "Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with this one." <laughs> and, and I'm, I, it's so funny, and I don't remember this being a factor playing them before, but like the Lego games being forced to depict certain things from the Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. That mm. whoa, how are they going to deal with the decapitation of Doku <laughs> or uh, the the slaughtering of the younglings? And it's referenced. And usually occurs off screen, but it's still there. I'm still surprised by that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, not surprised. I'm just like, what a horrible task for the Lego people to like have to do have to do what George Lucas did to us as viewers. <laughs> Please kill all the young people, <laughs> so we have a good Obi Wan yeah. series a few years later. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I think that scene where Anakin <laughs> goes into the Padawan training, I think that is highly hilarious. Yeah. Parody, 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 parody. Please, I'm not being insensitive. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, T.L. No, looks I, underage genocide. Look, I, again, I'm not being insensitive. Uh, you guys have... I, I have not given this a shot. Most people... Uh, like, I've talked to Adam about it, who loves Lego games and loves Star Wars... And it still took multiple conversations, like, I already, but I already played the Lego Star Wars games. Like, it's not that! It's, not and like, I'm, it's, I, it's open world. We forgot to say, yeah, it's, it's also fucking it's open world a lot all. of the time. It's, it's so much more than that. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think they have a, they've had a hard time messaging that as well, just because of all the Lego Star Wars releases. You just think it's a package. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, like open world and thinking like, well, you can travel between the different planets, but also like you Space. can go to this space outside the planets and it's not quite like no man's sky where it's a seamless transition but uh it's pretty close yeah but you can still race there, yeah, and do dog do. fights and uh mm-hmm. bounty hunts shoot down combat. can i make a gummy ship yeah. no, no you cannot make ship. a gummy ship but you can collect different kinds of ships and use them yeah you can use any kind you want yeah. mm-hmm. so you're not necessarily restricted to I using the, the falcon i haven't done it yet to. have you but like uh in the ship section i'm just gonna Death Star? Can I fly the fucking Death Star in this game? I have it's, not done it's that. It's locked, no. but like I'm just like I'm now a stud billionaire. Please don't isolate that to take it out of context. That is in the context <laughs> of I I did what you well I I encourage you to do yeah. the same thing I did and yeah I there is like these this rare collectible in the game that you can use for like really powerful cheats and but some of the cheats stack and so I have like. A 10x stud collection with an 8x, with a 6x, with like a 2x or a 4x. Yeah. It's like basically every for every one stud I gather in the world, I get like a thousand something I now. Think I have and a so it's 3, like 3800 multiplier on every stud I yeah, get right yes, now. Yes, yes, I'm there and... too. And it's like I, I'm I'm literally I can't. There's not enough to spend the studs yes. on. I have billions of well, studs. Well, the, the stuff you don't organically find, you buy as rumors. But then there was another. You can I think buy the scoundrel rumors, class. Yeah. You can get the rumor price halved or like uh yeah depending on how there, much- there's progression yeah that's the other this this is brand new because some of the other stuff they've done in previous lego mm-hmm. games and they just brought them all in this there is there are skill trees yes. per class in this game where you can upgrade not just there there is a kind of a, a shared upgrade path of like hey better health all around and stuff but then it's like yeah like uh you can upgrade your your uh, protocol droids so that every time they translate something, they you get money. Mm-hmm. It just drops oh, more nice. studs and shit like that. It's yeah. awesome. I did, I did a little that bit in uh, in episode four when you're in Tatooine. And there's like just a sad gonk droid, and you walk up to it and it just says gonk 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 gonk. And, and then, then you, you walk up to it with C-3PO, and he yeah. translates yep. it, and it's like, oh, I'm, I'm going on an epic quest. Please <laughs> keep me safe. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah, I think... I think like They have a half, rich inner life, these gonk That's droids. probably a tip if you're going to play it. Half of the classes have some monetary-based thing to upgrade, usually at computers. There's stuff only the Empire... Computers only the Empire can use, and every time they use it and unlock something, they'll just get extra money where you won't normally... And then you can start mm-hmm. doubling that money and then tripling that money. And now it's just like yep. money. I got, I, got, I got a silver trophy for 10 billion studs, which I was having trouble coming yeah. up, like getting to 10,000 in the first couple hours of the wow. game. Yeah, I, I unlocked a mode because I have so many studs where it was 500 million studs, but it's a disco mode yeah. when I play in the free play where it's just like it turns everything into a disco. And it, it warns you. There's a warning. It's like warning. 
Some of the NPCs will be so busy dancing, they will not interact with you while this cheat is turned on. <laughs> you can turn all the lightsabers in the bag. Yes. Talking about... I got a battle porg, a porg that fight like a little companion yes. porg that fights alongside me. I got a gonk yeah. droid mount that is gold plated. Gold plated as a mustache. About, are you guys talking about Lego, Lego Star Wars or an MLM? Because, like, <laughs> yes. this could be. I mean, I, I don't think George Lucas day. knew that's what he was building. Star Wars. But, uh,. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it just uh, something that completely floored me as not only a Star Wars fan, but as someone who was like, yeah, kind of anti Lego game. I, I wouldn't, n- not even on sale, would I have picked up and played a Lego game again. And it took a lot of convincing. Every reviewer yeah. was very kind to this game. The coverage has been very kind because there's so many things to discover. And I think yep. there is some DLC, but almost anything you can look up old school with an old school code, put it in, and play as that character. Yep, it has cheat. The Lego games have always had just enter a cheat code and get a cool. Yeah, thing. just they're also this selling character too. packs, so I just didn't know what the difference was going to be with that. And it, I thought it looked like, yeah, you could pay for these characters or just look up a fucking code. Maybe it's just costumes. It it's a lot of costumes. It's a uh, it's like uh, the Lego Star Wars Christmas special outfit for three PO where oh, he has a Santa there beard are hundreds and of characters. Darth Vader has a sweater. And then, Hundreds of costumes for those characters as well. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's great. It's a, it's it's one of the biggest games of the year. It's hilarious. I, I, I'm, yeah. Almost as big as. Well, almost as. Before we move on, mm. I just I know I played this the other week, but I want to revisit Please. my very favorite clip from a cutscene. A presence I have not felt since. No, that wasn't it. <laughs> Yes, yes, that's... No, I don't know. Aha! I've been waiting for you, (laughs) (laughs) Obi-Wan. So that joke... Spoiler alert for Obi-Wan is even funnier after seeing Mm Obi-Wan and realizing it has only been 10 years since they saw each other, according to the timeline that that series portrays, which I made a joke that I could tell those of you who are over 35, you're the ones who liked my joke. I'm like, the most unrealistic thing about Obi-Wan is the fact that characters are referring to middle-aged characters Mm -hmm. are referring to 10 years ago as a long time ago. It's like when you're my age, 10 years ago is nothing. That is Alan Guinness and Ewan McGregor. Jesus Christ. (laughs) For us, it's like 2012 was 10 years ago. Michael, can I just give you, can we play that? I thought it was hysterical in the, the crazy taxi clip. (laughs) Uh, reference in the game. Oh, I got it. I sent it. Oh, I sent it to the you. guy, the guy, the guy doesn't I know how to. Hold read on, yes, it, TLS so hasn't heard said... this. So there is <laughs> written a great crazy taxi reference in Lego Star Wars. In the, in the, it's what's even greater in the video. It's Darth Vader getting out of the taxi. But yes. it's it's yes. clear that the either the voice actor or the voice director. Doesn't know it's a crazy taxi reference. And Michael, I think you have the clip. Well, if you don't mind, I'm off to make some crazy money. Doesn't realize he's supposed yeah, to be that offspringing. Does, yeah. Uh, instead, he's sounds like sounds like Stan's dad doing Lord. <laughs> I'm Lord God. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, that would be. Oh man, I was thinking like, what are they gonna do? Every couple of seconds, the game will make you smile. I very rarely 
the puzzle there's been two puzzles that have frustrated me greatly but that's out of i think i've solved 600 puzzles if i'm counting the kyber bricks that i have yeah it's amazing hmm. play lego star wars yeah yep. it's fun but not as fun as unfortunately for you however you are maidenless without guidance Without the strength of runes and without an invitation to the round table hold, you are fated, it seems, to die in obscurity. Ah, uh, you're maidenless in which game? Life. Elden Ring. No, Elden Ring. This guy has no maiden, no bitches. You just ain't living. <laughs> is, is, that a, is that a meme yet where we can just respond to incels on Twitter with, unfortunately, yeah. you are maidenless? <laughs> I, I think that's my favorite one is the Beavis. Like they did the Beavis, but like the Beavis. Here live Beavis. He never, <laughs> never uh, scored. scored. It's mm -hmm. like, here here lies uh, Beavis. He is maidenless. Like, I think that, that's <laughs> like super fucking Whereas funny. Whereas the, the Lego Star Wars game was so much greater than I was expecting and helped rekindle my love for a fandom I'm constantly threatening with myself to walk away from. Elden Ring was so good. I want every game to learn from. I want every game to be more like this one. Mm -hmm. And if you've yeah. never heard me say it before, this might now be my favorite game of all time. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's right up there for me. I think it's one of the best open world games ever made. Mm -hmm. I think it it really took the lessons of Breath of the Wild and ran with them to the point yeah. where, like especially early on in in just Limgrave, which I now see is like it, oh it's just the starter area. But it seemed so big at the time, the first area of the map, where you know just just wandering along and like hearing like a, a bell ringing in the distance, like what is that? And then I follow the sound and I find like one of those big mausoleums stomping around, and then I. You know, go up and investigate that and fight some headless dudes and bring it to the ground and get a thing that I don't know what I'm supposed to do yet because I haven't beaten the first boss. And then I hear some woman singing in Latin and I go and investigate that and like, oh, fuck, it's a harpy surrounded by bats. I need to it, fight them now. But it is it is Breath of the Wild with no, what do you call it? No quiet puzzles, hmm. just giant things for you to interact with and win fucking fights. Yeah. I'm channeling my Al Pacino there. Uh, but, but, yeah, it's just, it's kind of unending boss fights. If you like mm. boss fights, challenging boss fights, there are hundreds in this game, and they can come out of nowhere, and it's exhilarating. The game Sometimes starts literally with a out boss of nowhere. Fight. Like, you're just in the yeah. wrong place at the wrong time, and, and a death bird, like, swoops out of <laughs> yeah. nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. or you walk out of a cave, and there's a tree set, and it's right there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, you have your fuck? traditional, there's still, what, the catacombs and, like, for your traditional Dark Souls dungeon, bite-sized dungeons, mm -hmm. the same way uh, Zelda had shrines instead of full giant big dungeons, but instead, but like... Even oh, those are just about, like, getting to the boss at the end so you can yes. kick its ass. But Dark yeah. Souls, the original, didn't really have the bite-sized dungeons. Bloodborne had the little pocket dungeon Yeah, I guess, they, I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. But, like, but that's I, the I, thing Dark is... Souls is there are still traditional souls dungeons in this game and mm. they're just probably bigger than ever. Some of them like that. That's what's crazy is they manage to still do the souls thing, mm -hmm. but mash it up with open world and make that part accessible enough where they kind of fooled a lot of you who had sworn off souls games. They got you with this one because like they, yeah, they, the game fucking literally when you actually get past the tutorial area starts with a an optional boss fight of that dude on the horse just mm -hmm. coming down the road yeah. right in front of where you where you enter the the overworld. 
it's like, and you were not ready for that thing when you first emerged from that cave. And then it is there to teach you a lesson. It is there to teach you a lesson like, Hey, some, what we're going to let you do in this that you couldn't do previously in Dark Souls games is you can run away from boss yeah. fights in some situations. Unless you're wow. in the catacombs, yeah. you should never, ever lose your souls. I know runes. Let's just call it what it is, okay? We're yeah. all friends here. What echoes? Here is me. I, I'm going to preface this statement. I like this game a lot. How I dare this you? This game is really good. Uh, here it comes. Bracing for TL to be wrong. TL take How? incoming. <laughs> However, while I think this is a really good game, Super mm-hmm. Mario 64 is a fine game. You take that back. <laughs> I I I think this is a really good game. I do not like it as much as the Souls game. <gasps> My reason being, I think the design element of putting it in a dungeon like gives it a more of a tighter feel. I think like the thing that dissuades be away from this being a like this is one of my favorite games is the openness of it because it 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 doesn't like the older souls games where they make you think of like you're in this finite space and you have but so much room like in elden ring in my experience in elden ring if i don't want to do something i'm just like okay i'll just get on torrent and i can get away Mm -hmm. and and i get that like i understand that gives more of a variety and again i'm not saying this is a complete for me, it's a thing that like kind of just takes yeah. But it away as the type of player I am from Souls games, I'm if I'm running away, I'm marking where that dude is and coming the fuck yes. back for him. I'm not letting yeah. anybody go. But also, like it has like a lot of traditional dungeons which give yes. you that traditional. Yeah, Souls it, thing. No, it it does. I just I like I I'm just more of like I like a complete concisive just. One I think there's one. a perfect size fucking traditional Souls game in Elden Ring. And I, I, yeah, I just, I've seen a couple of people say that and I get it because I do think they've made, uh, what do you call it? It's an easier game. It just is. Yeah. And like, there's a bunch of st- shit that I think personally in Souls games is fucking stupid and people are stupid for liking it. Just because a game is obtuse and hard and you've built a personality around it doesn't mean that's a great way to move the franchise forward. And I think Elden Ring learned a lot of lessons. But it's, I think it's not approachable enough uh, at this point. Just I'm familiar enough with the series. But right. well, I think it, it it hits a certain point where it's it's very difficult at first, and then you kind of learn what it's trying to tell you. And that, like like you said, TL, the way that it's built, if something is too difficult, you can like there's hundreds of things in every other direction that are worth investigating. Mm-hmm. So you go fiddle right. around with those, and you gradually get stronger, and then you can come back and defeat the thing that was giving it, you trouble. Unless, um, yeah. And the, hang on, the longer Sorry. you do that. The more, like, it, it gets to a point where it stops being a challenge. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Right. yeah. Like, you get, you I, I, get I did more that powerful. The, on, the, the scales tip. Yeah. I did that yeah. to myself on accident. That's something the Souls games really fought you on. You, might, you guys might know this better than me, but, like, if you try and grind and over-level in the earlier Souls games, certain enemies will stop showing up or the worth of their souls will, com- like, start to drastically be discounted. That is not the case in Elden Ring. They you didn't can forever do grind. that. They didn't do that until it was either two or three. Two specifically, would... I remembered, like, oh, shit, I thought yeah. I could sit here forever yeah. and grind. Yeah, but, but Dark Souls 1, you could always grind, but you would have to find grind loops. So you, you would right. kind of just say, okay, uh, between this fire and this fire, I'm just going to, there's there's a lot of enemies, a lot of souls, and you would just have to know, like, like straight up JRPG, like, I'm just going to sit here for two hours and level. 
so that I can basically power through the next thing. And I think the difference with this game is you never have to do that because as mm. Michael was saying, there's always so much choice of what you can do. There's so much to do in this game that you will – if you're doing all of it, mm-hmm. you will naturally sort of overlevel yourself for, for most of the main path stuff. The, like, the, if you only play the golden path in this game, I'm sure it's hard as shit. Yeah, it's still like a Souls oh, game. I might want to try no that. One, I don't know anyone who's done, who's I mean, done that. You know, if it, like, it's more about like having enough life to learn the patterns of these things and uh, right. being able to fail more than three times. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's usually what I kind of require. Like I can't just die after one hit. And most so many things you encounter will kill you in one hit all the fucking time. Uh, it does make I, what the summons make this game a lot easier because in oh. previous Souls games you could have the either the true co-op, which this game has, or the fake co-op, which again this game has. But this game also offers you, in addition to kind of the fake co-op, meaning like NPC summons, the straight up just like you have all of these. What do they call them? The summons. Tears. I totally am blanking out. Yeah, yeah. Well, the tier is one of those, ashes but they're the, the mimic tier is one of them. But mimic tier is one. Of them. Ashes, it's it's ashes. Yeah, yes, it's the ashes, ashes where you can yeah. you can just summon almost at any time to basically have like co op if you're if you're soloing. And I've told you guys, I'm a freak. I'm a sicko who turns off the online in these games because I don't like to be bothered by That's everyone's not messages. As, you're, you're playing it correctly. You're not a freak. That's the right way of no, thinking. No, no, but, but I think part of the Souls experience is the community the helping I each other. It. It's, it's not even, yeah, it's not even other players. It's finding the messages. Oh, because the messages. I relied on those. And, yeah. and the one time that, like, I lost online access for a while and I was trying to play and then I, like, went through a dungeon. It's just like, you know what? I've gotten so dependent on shits, like a, a message on the floor saying danger to the right or whatever. You know, watch out, watch out for right. Uh, yeah. That, mm-hmm. like shit was just hopping out and ambushing me and it's like man those those make it so much easier i don't want to be invasive that, but thing, i love those yeah. it's like when you see like a vietnam movie and it's like kilroy was here you like see where someone else has fallen uh one of your potential brothers i love that aspect of, I, I don't want anybody invading my game i don't want to invade anybody else's game but so that i yeah. don't do and, i mean you you have to to uh there is a thing where it's like you get the bloody finger, and then mm-hmm. if you use it five times, you unlock a new area. Yeah, one, what? one of the paths, one one of the uh, endings relies on you doing that. Yeah, I might have to. Do uh, that but thing. every time that I tried to invade another player's game, it's like you are so far leveled over me. You have been like I've been playing this for weeks. You've been playing this. I don't think you've slept since this came out because uh, you just I, imme- you killed me in like two hits. One Saturday, yeah. I spent only on a grind run from like. The sun up to like almost sun up, I was just grinding and I was happy as a pig and shit. Getting better at some of the hardest enemies towards the end game. Oh, parrying perfectly, uh, what, staggering at the exact right time. It is a really good feeling getting good at this game. And a lot, a lot I will of, say my. It's, it's like, it's why like this and one of the games, if you've worked in this industry a long time and you've been writing and reading press releases and previews and like this game makes you feel like a total badass like no this game makes you a badass it you will be better the longer you survive and the longer you play you it, it, it you it, it's i played it so long i couldn't even tell how good because remember you were yelling at me i wasn't using any summons i never changed my weapon i didn't do anything yeah. and you, you played like, the game wrong for a it's like this isn't cute time. anymore learn how to play the fucking game but i ended up just like getting really good at the game like to the point where yeah. like combat no, I can't sleepwalk through it, but like I know how to do it. I'm really good at it. Uh, it makes me feel really good in a way that like games for I think two decades stopped training you how to play that way. 
They mm. they also gave you more tools. I did forget. It might be easier because of they have the easy parry, which is you know the mm. the I forget which button it's mapped to, where it's just kind of like you can take a hit and then immediately punish after that hit. It's like mm. With a shield? where you don't have to time the parry oh. um, in this game as much. Like there there's. There's more tools they do give you than uh, other other Souls games. Yeah. Like, like I said, I in no means am I shitting on the game. Like I think it deserves to be the best game so far of the year. Like I think it's probably you, like you, the the. How best much time one. Do you, would you estimate that you put into it, Tio? Me altogether, I I am still fairly like twenty hours. I'm fairly oh, in. You um, you might not have however, been through one of the traditional dungeons. Then, like twenty yeah, hours in, yeah. you can not have gone through that first. The castle, like the big castle, you know. And Storm like Isle. I know my roommate has gone a lot. So like on his PS5, I think he is at 135 hours. Yeah. Um, uh, and just hasn't beaten the game. And I was like, well, why? That's wild. Like, too, I just don't want to. He's like, yeah. I don't. No, because he does the thing that Chris does. Like he just goes in. He's like, oh, I'm just gonna go to this. I'm gonna go to this area. Yeah, but, but I did the thing. I didn't want to beat it either. I like I just like there's so yeah. much more of this that I feel I, I need to color in all the uh, the center area. I colored in everything on the map and explored every icon I could find and had beaten it at about 118 hours. Then I dicked around for another like 10 to 15 mm-hmm. hours. Just grinding certain areas I Googled, and, and like, playing how fuck, around with weapons. How do I know what else there is to find or do? And the closest thing there is is some old shithead at the goddamn round table that like cryptically tells you, well, there's one deity here. Like, put it on my map, please. <laughs> Tell me I don't want to. Because if you enter the end game, that some of that, uh, I don't know how much of the game, but a lot of the game becomes inaccessible after the end. You, you have to, you have to cheat your save in order to to get to platinum mm. this game in one shot right. without doing new game plus yeah. you, you can do new game plus and get all the endings but everyone else i've known who's platinumed it they basically use cloud saves to their advantage to yeah. cheat mm. save scum at the end mm. yeah i i yeah. I, I, I lurked it so fucking much and i wish every game was more like it i hope every game steals from it i hope it's a positive mm. lesson for the games industry not not that like the games i'm talking about are still that prevalent but like just like 10 years ago when like you hit the B button at the right time and then you watch your character do something that never, no cut. There's like two minutes of dialogue in this game, in this entire game. There are no cutscenes. It's all interactive. I will say, I will say it has the greatest fucking opening to any thing. Like once you are like, are like doing the open and like, the the fucking George R. R. Martin written words in this like Raymond who few, everybody like, loves. Oh, it's it's so good. <laughs> like every time, like every time, like I I have seen that opening because like got it on PS5 and then I got it on Xbox on my Xbox Series S because my roommate was just like, "You should just want to play it on the five. Like, no, I want to want to play it in my office. So I do like this game. <laughs> Uh, but every time I hear that opening, I'm just like, I, I, I do. I have to wonder. Fuck, man, I've, I've so got, good. I've got that that clip here. Or alone, chieftain of the Badlands, the ever brilliant Goldmask. Fear, the deathbed companion, the loathsome dung eater. And Sir Gideon Othnia, the all-knowing 
It's so grandiose, like Sir Gideon Offnir, the old crank who sits in the hall and the superior to you. Like once you know these characters, like it's just a bunch of names at first, and then you you get to know all of them, and it's just like, oh, it's that guy. Oh, it's that serial killer asshole. Where's the armor that looks like poop? You know what it reminds me of? So did you guys see uh, Mystic Quest, uh, the Apple Plus Mm -hmm. uh, show? You know how like they have like that famous writer. Who's like yes. writing like these? Like that's what it reminded me of, and I was like, and that's why I was like, this is why you get, you know, talk, you get um, Martin to fucking mm-hmm. write this game, like for this stupid flowery thing that it's like, it's a throwaway thing. Like you said, there's like not a lot of dialogue. It's a one-time thing, but like, I look at that and it's like, no, I want to play all of this. This is fucking rad, metalish shit. Like, yeah, yeah a good more way to games say it. should do that. <laughs> yeah. It's a, like I said, I, I, again, I think it's a really good game. Um, I just wanted to bring out, cause I, I, there are things about it where I'm like, uh, but I, I have my goal this year is to 100% beat that game. That is I'm, my goal this I'm year. I'm tempted, but like, to go through everything Matt to 100%. had more accurate information on this, but like, I'm teetering on starting New Game Plus, but we think there might be DLC. I think you said traditionally. Souls games will then scale the DLC to whatever the difficulty is in your new game plus, yep. so that might not be the best idea. But they, it's yeah, Bloodborne ruined that for yeah, me. I, I, I've read, I've Googled this too many times. It looks like if there were DLC, it would come around the holidays, and it probably would have been announced by now. So I don't. I mean, maybe, maybe it might come next year. You yeah, know, uh, schedules uh, have been pushed I out. I think it'll come next year. Yeah. yeah, the schedules have been pushed out, and this game is bigger than any prior game they yeah. did. And so yes, the soul, it yeah. sold that means the DLC would probably have to be a lot yeah. bigger. Hon- honestly, part of me is like, why do you need DLC? Have you finished everything the game has Pretty to offer? Pretty much, yeah. I bet there's everything I encountered seen. and didn't beat, or, or that I, at least I knew I could do something with, I did. Uh, made it a point to do so. And even like, because like, yeah. I do wonder... What people's experiences are. I was talking to my, my buddy Melendez. He's playing on is He's finally, I think, going to get a new video card. Because we just talked about those issues. He's playing an old PC. And he's like, yeah, you know, I saw it on your PS5. And it's just not running that well. And, you know, some of those issues that maybe TL. It's too open world. If you get those sites of grace, you don't really have to be traveling to and from. You automatically load yourself anywhere on the map in seconds. I'm not constantly right. running around looking for stuff in that game. It's very easy to mark the map and travel anywhere you want to go. There's yeah. way more but wandering you want to run the around because there's there's so much to explore and discover when you run around that map. True. It's great. It's but great I, but like you have terrible markers you can place down, like where there's teleporters or mm-hmm. something yeah. that kills you or a merchant or whatever. All right. Well, if you want to hear us talk yeah. about Elden oh, Ring yeah. for like what was it two hours? Something uh, like that. We have Best a quote unquote spoiler cast uh, that you can get from our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/LaserTime. In the meantime, uh, we should wrap this up as fun as it is to talk about our favorite games of the year because we still have to talk about new games of the week and uh, some news and some other stuff, which we'll do right after this break. So stay tuned. To meet you now, I'm here to beat you with full force. Mess up your facial features. I still have beast up, selling all your little seasons. All y'all stuff your face with is pizza, pizza crack like a hardball egg on Easter, Easter. See these muscles on me? I could beat your teacher. I'll defeat Leonardo, y'all become the weakest. I take off all of your mass and dismantle your features. Shredder, I cross the line like a letter. Smash all of you turtles, put you back together. Indeed, I squish turtles like a tight girdle. Any obstacle, I clear it like a high hurdle. 
Let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. But I want to talk about good cartoons. Talk we're talking about, about a good cartoon, a good yeah. experience, a movie I have seen three times. What? What? I've seen three times. Yeah, I've seen it twice already. Uh, that's Chippendale Rescue. What the fuck? I, I'm supposed to be the, like the diehard here. Jesus Christ. It, it is, uh, does seem like a movie custom made for you, though, Chris, because it's like yeah. the sequel to Roger Rabbit. We never it is It is Roger Rabbit, and I, I don't say this with cynicism, it's Roger Rabbit for uh, millennials and Gen Xers. Uh, yeah. and, and, and just because, like, you know, I didn't want to spoil things for Michael. I was just, like, trying to say, like, you're not going to see Mickey. And you're not going to see Donald, really. But, like, dude, there's schnookums in meat in the end credits, for fuck's sake. I don't think that's been acknowledged by Disney in any way ever. But there's, like, they're just, boom, there in the end. It's fucking crazy. It, it, uh, some of those cameos that they got and the, so, yeah. Randy Marsh is in a... Randy Marsh is Randy in Marsh a fucking... Randy Marsh is chilling in a sauna. In a, in a sauna room. I was... I, I got... With uh, two of the three little pigs. <laughs> Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our final segment, where we're just going to jump into that segment that we all know and love as... Neon White uh, talked a bit about that last week, but now uh, Chris and Matt have played it as well. Yeah, I got I got a lot more time in on this game, and um, oh boy, almost made the best games of the year list so yeah. far. Mm. But I, I voted for it because I, I voted for it. <laughs> I I really am loving this game. I I didn't play it until today, and I'm going through it and like, fuck, the controls are so cumbersome and just not like anything else unless you played Ghost Runner is that the game? Yeah uh, uh, couldn't wrap my head around it and then like you know that moment after like an hour where something like really hits you and like oh mm-hmm. fuck mm-hmm. and I just I, it's so difficult to describe I remember Michael doing it and I didn't get it when you go through a game and do a run it encourages you to do it again by technically making it easier but it also is really great at making you better at the game by asking you to do that Mm -hmm. to incentivize you replaying a level for a better score to unlock more stuff so you can then unlock more levels and I wasn't I wasn't feeling really good at it until I went back was basically forced to go back and look at the shit again like what I'm a beast now I'm a fucking beast I'm trouncing my friends high scores here holy shit and then I, I was difficult to pull myself away from to come on the show. <laughs> yeah. And the high scores being, it's like golf, it's low scores. It's, you're trying to get yeah. the fastest time possible. Yeah. Fastest time. It's it's a speedrunning platform game disguised as a first-person shooter. And and yeah. Michael and I are both playing on Steam, and so oh. I have him on my friends list. And so it's one of those games that, like, it's a bit like, uh, you know, people were going back and forth on things like Mario Maker, right? Where basically, like, I will get a pretty good time for a level. It's like, oh, you aced it. But if I am half a second longer than Michael, I'm going to keep playing until I beat yeah. his time. And then he's probably going to see that and do the same thing with me. It's one of those games where you get in these compulsion loops. Like, I can shave off 
a tenth of a second by, by doing yeah, I haven't, I haven't talked to Grimm in like two weeks, and this is like the perfect way to shake him up to my existence, still being around. I'm still here, bitch. I'm beating your scores. <laughs> I'm beating all of your win. scores. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, but I've, I've, I've enjoyed – it's so funny. Just now off mic, I was telling these guys how much I, I'm not huge in visual novels, but it's like I even like the story segments of this game because they're really funny, which shouldn't be surprising. It's the same creator as Donut County, mm-hmm. some of the funniest writings and games in the past uh, you know, recent a bit years. <laughs> still a bit. It's, it's like skippyable. Up to the – the, the biggest complaint I've had have about the actual controls, there was like a fast forward button, and I thought that was just like skip through lines of dialogue. Instead, it started like fast forwarding the entire story at like ninety speed. And I'm like, what? Stop! Slow down! <laughs> oh, and I, really? I, I, I can't go back. So like, I missed the whole opening of whatever was happening. Uh, in but that game. I mean, you don't need the story because like the levels no. themselves are so tight, and and you can. This game, I, I was telling Chris before he picked it up, I'm like. I mean, it's a first-person shooter sort of in name, but the reality is it's it's a puzzle platform. It's, it's fucking really. Jump and Flash yeah. at 1,000 miles an hour with a Suicide Squad story attached to it. <laughs> That's a yeah. really good way to put it. <laughs> Men will always make a Jumping Flash instead of going to therapy. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but I even love, I've done, so, you know, getting the ace scores, which apparently there's even better times, which are like the dev times that are secret hidden times on, oh, that, no, on the levels. Ooh. I get the. I love getting the gifts for the characters, which unlocks more story dialogue, or unlocks like side each quests. of the yeah. other characters has these like side quest levels, which they have specialties. Like the one girl who's they call her like Alt Girl. Like her whole thing is like their masochistic levels, where like there's spikes everywhere, and you you know you have to use those secondary abilities, otherwise you're going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the characters doesn't let you use the alt abilities because it's all about shooting. I think it's the, the yellow, you, you know, neon mm-hmm. yellow is all about like yeah, shooting. He's the guy who sees John Cena instead of cats for the angels. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's just great. I love doing those. I love like finding the gifts because the the presents you get them. You don't worry about time at that point. So you, you tip, typically you'll do that after you make it through a few runs, and hopefully you've gotten your ace time score. And it's like, okay, I'm going to find where the present is, and then it becomes like a puzzle of like, well, how do I how do I reach that present that's like way up there? You know, like what cards do I need to collect and stuff? And uh, that shit's so fun. You can just go back in the level. Not, I guess, not on like something like Mario sixty. I thought they were going to try and make you like complete the game and get the gift, but no, you can just independently wander as long as you want and as soon as you get the gift the level's over yeah. like a mario yeah, yeah. yeah exactly because yeah. N- hey. why would you finish it now your timer your time is in the shitter yes. you've, you've ruined your time yeah, yeah. Hmm. so yeah really really great tight I, game. I think we've seen a lot of 2d games tackle things like this because it's ultimately about chaining great runs together Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you get your greatest run together, and then you unlock a hint that will make your run even greater. In some ways, it's a platformer, like a Super Meat Boy, or what's the what's the one that came out a couple years ago? That's like super hard, super tight platformer. Um, yeah, Ghost Runner. Uh, not Ghost Runner. Yeah. It's the one that tells the story of the girl climbing the mountain. Oh, Celeste. Celeste. Yeah, oh, Celeste. Celeste. There's a little bit of Celeste DNA in, in here too, with like especially in those side character levels of like the shit you have to do and chaining together your special abilities to kind of make it to the end. Like, man, I'm, I'm just, I'm really glad I'm playing on PC though, by the way, um, I'm playing mouse yeah. and keyboard. I could not imagine uh, trying to play this with a controller. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it, 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 it works. You, you know, you, you just have to get used to using the left trigger to jump. But what about whipping? Or There are times where I'm like, aiming so fast or whipping around yeah. so fast like that I couldn't I mean, imagine yeah, doing you'll, that. You'll I'm, I'm playing on Switch so I can definitely 
see how it could be imp- it could be just improved just by being on goddamn Xbox One. Uh, I, I hear the performance on Switch. Switch is still hitting sixty because it's not yeah, graphically it's sometimes. not it it, it it it's not cel shaded. It's it's this anime type style that is sort of cel shaded. So it's like yeah, yeah. It, it apparently it is good enough to run well on the <laughs> Switch. Yeah. Are you like are you playing on it? Are you playing on a XL Chris or a base Switch? Oh yeah, ba- base Switch. There's an XL. Yeah, the, do you mean the, the, the that's not XL? That's well, oh, it is the, a little bit bigger, right? The, the LED, yeah. LED, LED, yeah, yeah, yeah. LED. Does yeah. it actually oh, improve no. performance? It it does it, it. I mean, it's as much of like like remember how the Game Boy Pocket kind of improved a little bit, but not <laughs> no. really. But, but I thought still docking your Switch improves performance more than yeah. the handheld mode of that. I, yeah, I, got, I still got to say, I got I got that launch Switch, and what is it? Is it? Yes, about five years. About five years, yeah. About five so you years. don't even have the revision that has a better battery no. life? No. And, and, and just like, one of the most important things to load in this era is your store. And the amount of time my launch switch takes to launch the Nintendo store is kind of embarrassing in 2022. Yeah, get a new switch. <laughs> So yeah, neon white. I know. I know Michael had talked about it previously, but we got more time on that, and it's uh, it is it's creeping up my great. list for game of the year. Yeah, so, yeah. It might, it, maybe it'll make uh, the end of the year. Like you guys, you guys came in kind of at the last minute with the votes, yeah. and it's just like I don't have time to play this, and I've locked in all the sounds. So I, don't I would, I would to. seriously sacrifice Shredder's Revenge for Neon White. Wow, him just too. a couple I, hours. I would of, too. Oh, uh, no, no, Tia, you know how much I love it. I'm just talking about as like. This is a new game that does something I've never seen before. Yeah, and that's, I that's didn't fair. vote for Shredder's Revenge. What? I liked well, it, but didn't vote for it. What? But TL and one of our emeritus members both did. So yes, mm. yes, yeah. yeah. I still love it. It's a, it's the perfect game for me. Whereas, like a, you know, people might not like it if they don't like Ninja Turtles or beat 'em ups. But you, everyone should play I'm Neon White. Play, yeah, I'm going to play Neon White. That's I, I will play Neon White. Mm. It's good. It's it's good. Yeah, it's like twenty five bucks. Uh, Capcom Fighting Collection. I had I played a little bit of that. Um, Me too. I played a lot of that. It is a weird collection, frankly, because you. I, I think I, I was complaining to these guys earlier. Like you get Capcom Fighting Collection creates a certain expectation in veteran Capcom fighting game fans. Like maybe it's going to have more than one Street Fighter game. Um, it has it has exactly one Hyper Street Fighter two Hyper two, which okay. is weird. Yeah. This is weird. That's the one I that think. You put I, in I there. think I, I remembered. Uh, there's a Street Fighter two in no in oh. in uh, Capcom uh, Arcade Stadium. Yeah, Arcade well. Stadium has uh, I think maybe more Street than Fighter. one Street, and, and, and the second and, wave is going to have more well, than you one. You know, Street I, I was kind of hoping maybe. to see like maybe Alpha Three or Street Fighter Three Third Impact. I think you got to get the thirtieth anniversary the 30th, collection for all he, those. He, right? Michael, he was correct to say like it's a fighting game collection. You expect to see that, but like it does have to sit on the shelf next to a game that is all those fucking Street yeah, Fighters. That, that is true. So what it what it does have is it has uh, Street Fighter Two Hyper uh, or Hyper Street Fighter Two. Um, it has Pocket Fighter or Super Gem Fighter Mini Mix, which Beautiful. is fantastic. I love that game. I'm glad it's in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. Okay. I feel like, you know, played this on everything. It's still pretty good. Uh, Cyberbots, uh, I think, you know, was released on PS3 as like a PS1 classic previously. Yeah. And uh, Red Earth or Warzord, as it's known in Japan. That- uh, Red Earth, yeah. Yeah. 
And then I think the yeah the rest is just all uh, Darkstalkers games. So you got Darkstalkers, yeah. uh, uh, what was Night Warriors, aka Vampire yeah. Hunter. You've got Vampire Savior, and then you've got Vampire Hunter Two and Vampire Savior Two, which are like not sequels but like rejiggered versions of Night Warriors and Darkstalkers Three. Uh, with like a slightly different character lineup and like no endings for all but one of the characters. So, so you talk right. about Street Fighters being missing from this collection. I kind of think the one that would have been so natural because it was always meant to capture all the stuff in addition to Street Fighter is what was was which one was the mashup that that combined a bunch of Capcom fighters in oh, one? Oh, Fighters Evolution. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Capcom Fighter like, Evolution. That, yeah. that should have been on here because it, it combined everything. Bad, though, yeah, bad. it is that, It is really bad. <laughs> I mean, it would have been bad. good. They don't want to talk about it. It, it should have been included like even just as a curiosity, but yes, yeah, yeah, it's not a very good game. Well, what about yeah. the games that are on, on this collection? Are they all pretty strong? Do they all hold up? Or uh, Some of them do. Um, <laughs> some better than others, certainly. Yeah. I would say, look, I know I was on here. I was on Twitter. I've been fighting for Red Earth to be brought out. That's what I'm talking about. That's why we, <laughs> the, the oddballs that have never, ever seen a release. Yeah. That's what I, I'm most excited about. I, I, wanted, I wanted Red Earth to come out because I feel like their games should not be just gone, right? right. And I think Wizard, Wizard uh, Red Earth should be out. Having now played a lot of Red Earth, that game is booty butt cheeks. <laughs> it's, it's not fun. I think the password system was really cool if you're in arcades, but like, if I'm progressing a character, I want to be able to progress that character. Um, I do think the game. So what's really cool about like if you're a fan of like the Marvel games, there are a lot of characters who were in those Marvel vs. Capcom mm-hmm. k- games that you had no fucking idea who they were, like Jin. Like, being able to play Jin in mm. that robot game, Cyberbots, and it's yeah. really fun. Yeah, Cyberbots, and it's really fun. He's like, he's like, like, he's, he's like one-eighth of the initial roster, and like yeah. most people have no idea, would never be able to play what he's from. Right. So I think that's really cool. I think as a as a like conservation thing, I think it's really great Like that Capcom are doing these. I yeah. do want the 3D version of this, because like I said, I do think games like Rival Schools... And um, the EX games, EX and plus Soul Alpha, Bla- and Soul Blazer, and Power Stone, like they also need to be put in a collection like this. I think it only helps your whatever you're doing. Like it's printing money one, but it helps like preserve those games so that they're not taken by ROM hackers for people mm. to try those. When out. you say Soul Blazer, do you mean Star Gladiator, like Plasma Is Sword? It- or- Plasma yeah, Sword slash Star Yeah, Plasma Sword, Star Gladiator. Yeah. Uh, how's, uh, yeah. how's the museum-type features of this game? Because 30th Anniversary had some pretty fun, like, hey, here's this promotional art from this, and here's the, the story of these games. Do, do they do that in this, where they kind of lovingly curate these collections and put them in context and show you, like, pictures of the arcade cabs? Like, is it a good museum collection it's fine did you play the capcom beat-em-up collection no yes. i have they not did? i have not this is what this reminds me of it reminds me of the capcom beat-em-up collection Which again, like I, in I, the I presentation being able yeah. to legally and quickly play things that have been gone for 30 years even yeah. though when i modded that arcade cab with a raspberry pi i may or may not have all these games on here arcade that, perfect so that, that's the thing already. is i 
the reason I've never pulled the trigger on that beat 'em up collection is I own the one game I really would want from that, which is Final Fight, and Captain then Commando. It's, oh, it's not included in that collection, but I also own those Dungeons and Dragons beat 'em ups that they mm-hmm. they did, and I'm like, yeah, they, I'm Fantastic. good. These, these are the ones that I would have wanted in that collection, which is kind of you know yeah, what we're the, saying the about is- these. If the price is right and they can be on my main portable machine, not that I go anywhere mm-hmm. uh, anymore, I'm all for that. Um, I, I, I bought all those, uh, what you call it, Konami anniversary collections. Um, mm. Don't regret it one bit. I've, I'll probably pull the trigger on this in a sale, but like uh, because I, I have easier access to arcade perfect versions right now. But like I'm still happy that they're out there and that yeah. they're, they're treating yeah. these games with some because like. Dude, MVC games for about 10 years had to stand for Capcom's entire legacy. There was just no representation of it available officially on any platform. Yeah. And they're finally I mean, embracing that a little did more. Did you guys play the originals to know like are they good ports? Do they do they hold um, up? So I have played I have played every Dark Stalkers game. Um, I think that they are fine Dark Stalkers game. The, my biggest problem is like cuz I've played Hyper Fighting um, but the thing with like Street Fighter Two is like the game is such an arcade game yeah. now. Like every time I play it, I'm like, it doesn't feel good. But also, I've played so many better Street Fighter games mm-hmm. since then. Like I've played Alpha or Three, and like I did, I did. Ha- <laughs> I played that game so much, I almost never need to touch it again. It's everything yeah. else I'm more excited about touching again. Well, I, I was gonna kind of make the joke of like. Street Fighter is almost Capcom's like free to play giveaway. They will just give you random versions of that yeah. game in things like, like in that arcade, you know, that, that arcade collection. I think I got Street Fighter for free from some promotion. Like, it's, yeah. they will just throw a version of Street Fighter in random collections. You're like, okay, like, thanks for this. I played like, that. I played ev- every inch of it. And I still hang out with people on a regular basis who are like the regional champions at multiple tournaments of Street Fighter 2. There's no point in me trying to play this again. Like, yeah, there's nothing I can get out of it. But obscurities and things that have like long been unseen that the puzzle yeah. fighter stuff in general, I just think is so hilarious because it just like you talk about Gem Fighter. Gem so Fighter. Fighter. No. Yeah. Gem Fighter is the one that's been like just lost to time and being able to get that, I think, is key. Uh, like I said, the, my biggest thing was Red Earth. Red Earth was I a love game Earth. that should have just fucking died. It's a really cool concept. Like, you take these characters, and it's the... It takes the element of the beat-em-up, but instead of, like, hey, you're going to the beat-em-up stage, like, here's the boss fight. Here's all these yeah. mythological beasts to fight. Like, I think that's so rad. Like, Red Earth, if you haven't played Red Earth, absolutely give it a try. It is all about leveling up your character so that you get more super if, moves. If, if it's I'm not, really fun. I think I mentioned it in my favorite dinosaur thing, but like it's it's one of the only games released on the CPS3 board, which is hmm. the major overhaul Capcom arcade hardware that there was only like a handful of games released on. Yeah, because you know. two was huge. Two yeah. had so many games. Yeah, two has a ton yeah. of games. This has like five. Yeah, Street like, Fighter I think three, three. I think Street. Darkstalkers three or yeah. Vampire yeah, Savior. There's, yeah. yeah, there's a Vampire so, Savior on there. There's if Red you think, Earth, ah, I've seen it. Like, no, this is pretty intense sprite stuff. Like, advanced, like, kind of yeah, the three, end of the two three years. Was, yeah, three was beautiful. Those games, and it, it's, it was weird that they, they just didn't do. I don't know if it was like maybe it costs a lot to produce, but you would have thought after the second board, you're like, okay, they're gonna have as many of these games on the third one. No, like, it, no. Just, it was three well, D. Well, yeah. So you moved to the three D, uh, and then also like at the time when the CP three like. 
like Chris said, like pixel, like pixel, like arcade cabinets weren't as like prevalent at the time, right? Like you have your, I think your big hero for Capcom, you had like Street Fighter three and stuff, and then you have your MVC games. But like bigger times in the in the arcade scene at the time would have been the move. To, it would have either have been King of Fighter stuff because King of Fighter always does well because SK cabinets are cheap as shit. And that's not like a, a disc. It's not like a disc. It's just that's what they were. They were cheap. Um, and then all your 3D fighters, your yeah. Soul Calibers, your Tekkens, and everything like Virtual Fighter. And I was right? o- only mildly irritated reading like some of the reviews on this, and it's just like you have all these wonderful, imaginative games. Like whatever happened to this Capcom? I'm like, wasn't Capcom man? You just can't put <laughs> 20 people in a room, give them three months to release a game with 20 minutes worth of content. And expect you to make any money like that, like games yeah. that are now made by hundreds of people over the course of years, and that's what ha- that's what happened to the industry, not necessarily Capcom. Yeah, you had to make more selective bets. Yes. For, for things, and and Capcom was, re- I think, realizing we are cannibalizing our own market. We have so many fighters. Well, we it, need it, to I, I remember it wasn't like that. If you were even like a single player fighting game fan, which I was, like I would sit at home and finish arcade modes. Mm-hmm. I was I was perfectly fine with it. Do you remember the Fighters Edge program for Cap? Like, yes. get involved uh, with our fight. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we're just going to release eight fighters a year and and be involved in our club because yeah, why not? But mm-hmm. then then when it, I still resent that the competitive scene took every took priority over everything else. That's yeah, that's the bigger problem. which is why it's I like because, Red Earth because it has right. single player as its focus and it's, it was right. just kind of an mm-hmm. abandoned concept. Yeah, no, and it's. And the same thing with uh, the robot. I keep calling it the robot game. <laughs> I keep forgetting it's cyber, Cyberbots? Cyberbots, yeah. Same thing with Cyberbots. Like, that is a very story-focused stuff. It's the reason why like, I gravitate to SNK. Like Chris said, like, I don't care about being the best SNK or King of Fighters character. I do like seeing this stupid story that's put through, right? Yeah, and it's, yeah, yeah. like, it's, it's the design ethos of, ethos of, like, these people who are making those fighting games. And then... Like, you know, at the time, like, once Capcom kind of got past that, Capcom then was like, okay, well, the diehards are going to play these games, and they like Street Fighter 3, so we're going to make Street Fighter 4 for them. And then every fighting game since then, not just with Capcom, but across the board, has just been, well, what's the thing that we care about? Only We, we only care about robot netcode, and is this game does this game feel good to play to players? Mm-hmm. And I think that... Sometimes it's okay with just having a game that has a fun yeah. arcade mode. Uh, I just want to do the have the guy punch. The I, thing I just think that, yeah, the last the ten. End. I'm not saying they're saying they shouldn't focus on competitive stuff. I get why that's fun, and I and I, I I love the fighting game community. I'm not saying don't focus on that, but to never focus on the single player element, which they kind of nobody has for a while, means after ten years of that, people are going to stop playing fighting games. Or, or single-player right. people are going to stop playing fighting games. Where I, I know Michael and I were just, yeah, I just want to see through the Mortal Kombat story. I don't yeah. ever want, I don't yeah, want to exactly. play my friends ever. Yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah. why I'm so excited for Street Fighter Six. Yeah, because it looks mm-hmm. like they are going right back to it, and I'm extremely excited about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. Well, we should move on. So the next one, uh, I don't think any of us have played the full version, but that demo's still out there. You get that Fire Emblem uh, Warriors Three Hopes game. It's almost the Muso, the latest ah, Muso Fire Emblem game. I've dubbed it Fire Emblem Colum, not for me. 
Hello, it's me, the Fire Emblem Defender. Did I listen to the last time you guys talked about this game? Upset? Uh, maybe, maybe. 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 Well, you and I both love Three Houses, the game that this yeah. is yeah. based on. I mean, on. if you've played it, by all means, hold forth. Uh, so I haven't played a lot. I haven't played a lot. I've actually, I, I do have it. I have played some of it. I haven't played a lot. It is an AU, right? So they're doing the thing that a lot of universe? Universe games do. Alternate universe. So it's not... Australia. It is in a no, universe Australian. where... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's in a universe where you run in a buy list beforehand and it there's a lot of stuff I don't want to go into I will say this if you plan to play this Musou game and you care at all about the story and you haven't finished Three Houses I would recommend finishing Three Houses because it okay. is very there's a lot of lore stuff that ties into Three Houses I finished two of the three endings for three houses so I, I played as two of the three houses didn't play the third and i didn't play any of the dlc so should so, i play this game you can there is some ashen wolf stuff there so but the dlc is not a lot the dlc is not a lot um you can look up a synopsis for the dlc my question is and spoilers for the game how much do you know about those who slither between in uh, in the darkness is that a Harry Potter question? What is Batman's that? Batman's parents. <laughs> okay, so then, then, yeah, you're you're missing. So like, there's a faction within there. You find out at some point in one of the runs that there is a faction within the world that's the catalyst for everything. Yes. This game ties into that faction. Okay. And they was, are it, called was this a late game reveal for Three Houses? I'm, I, this is a this is a a post time skip reveal. You, you should know this about me, TL. My memory of game stories kind of stops two or three years after i play a game okay i i mean i this is i mean i love three houses but like it's in that tron world when all of a sudden you're like wait this is a medieval game why are there robots right okay yeah yeah that's that's those are the people those who who those who slither in the dark how how does it play is it so i really liked persona 5 strikers because that was like hey this is sort of a muso game but we've really changed it up does this change it up that much or is it still pretty traditional muso game it's more like strikers and zelda muso than traditional muso but it is still very much a muso the big so the big thing that they do differently on this is the weapon triangle is kind of there and you Ooh. kind of get buffs or debuffs if you're going against the wrong part of the weapon triangle also there's permadeath so if you do Hmm. not because you can control your other the other characters on the field if they happen to die in battle that's it they're gone is that an option like it is in in the base game it is an option you can't turn off permadeath yes but why would you want to that's that's the draw of that game that's the draw it's not fireable um yeah i i mean it's fine it's fun i i got it knowing that i'm going to put a good 20 hours into it and be like oh this is super rad and then when i realize i'm not even a quarter done with the game i'm like oh i'm bored of this and never touch it again that is my that sounds like my experience with every muso game (laughs) (laughs) well i want to say i'm going to give it and it's like uh it's subject matter that i care about and I love, and I love Fire Emblem. I think it's one of my favorite game franchises. It's just a Musou game at the end of the day. Yes. And like, if the, if you love those games, more power to you. But I can only do so many sh- like shortcuts and 
you get get this uh uh like launch point like i even played the one piece muso game hoping that like what if i went away from video games and did a property i love I got bored of that too. So is, is all your money on fire and just has to be spent? <laughs> First of all, that one piece Muso game was on Game Pass. I don't have to pay. It was. For it. Oh, okay. it is on Game Pass. Yeah. Uh, mm. And also I'm still one not going to play it, but I can exclaim yeah, in surprise. No. Yeah, the, the, the open world yeah. one is pretty fun. What I played of that. What? Yeah. One piece. One piece. One piece rules. We're not it's doing the this. Pir- uh, pirate anime. Yeah. It okay. is the longest. It is the the highest selling comic book property in the world. I'm going to be a mighty pirate. My creator draws women weird. (laughs) He has problems. I'm I'm never going to defend Ichido Oda. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, tremendous story. And it's more Looney Tunes than really anything else. It is more inspired by Bugs Bunny than anything else. Hey, speaking of Looney Tunes, that's a good transition to the next game, sort of. Cuphead, the delicious last course. Get it? Ah, speaking the of DLC. Yeah. Speaking of mm-hmm. Eisner creation. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, a little hand I'm rubber. I'm rubber. You have your like right favorite thing in the world, and you realize you haven't finished it, given your five years to do it. Hmm. Was it Cuphead? It's Cuphead. Mm-hmm. And I did. It's just like Cuphead is challenging, and I, I I was trying to like get better grades on stuff, and then other stuff got in the way. But it's just like, yeah, I have not come anywhere close to finishing the original Cuphead. That's not. It's not an easy. I love how it's. It's so not an easy game, and it masks being like the hardest Contra game with the cutest Fleischer esque, Walter Lance esque uh, fucking animation in the universe. It's some of those the painstaking traditional approach to animation we've seen in any medium. So I've always loved and appreciated Cuphead, and this is the end of a five year journey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Until Cuphead two, baby. Maybe. More cut or that Netflix animated series, which is still sitting there waiting yeah. for you to watch it. Yeah, it's really good. But we do have uh, Tony Wilson has graciously agreed to uh, talk about his experience with the Delicious Last Course. He got an early copy, oh. so uh, take it away, Tony. Hey, hello. Yes, it is Tony from Framework here, totally recording at the same time, not doing it different from you guys at all uh, to talk about Cuphead DLC. The Delicious Last Course, it is finally here. It's been like almost five years since the original game came out. So the thing about this DLC is, yes, it is just more of the same good Cuphead stuff. But number one, that stuff is really good. There's still not a game that looks as good as this, in my opinion. And two, it's been five years. You can just take more of it. You know what I mean? So here's the thing. We got a bunch of new bosses. Uh, They're conceptually really cool. Just like in the base game, there's like so much imagination that goes into not just the way they look, but the way they move and the way the actual battles progress. There's a dog fight against literal dogs, like it, like it's a bulldog flying a biplane, and like little puppies on jetpacks. That's one of them. Uh, there's like a horse that eventually, or I guess she's a cow that gets like ground up into sausage, and like so later you're fighting her in her sausage form. It's it's the the boss designs are still so on point with this. Um, one thing that is absent in this DLC is that there are no run-and-gun levels, those, like, platforming levels that, to be honest, didn't need to be in the original game anyway. Like, I'm pretty sure they only happened because people were complaining, like, people were complaining, like, ah, it's only boss fights. Like, shut up. The boss fights are the best part. The platform levels feel superfluous, but there are none of those in this DLC. There is, however, this really cool bonus challenge called The King's Leap. And it's, like, basically mini-bosses, 
that you can't actually like actively fight. You can only parry. Like you have to use parries in various ways to beat them. So really like the way those are designed. Um, there's new items, you know, new new uh, new like charms to equip, and there's new um, weapons that you can get. Of course, um, one of those charms is tied into Miss Chalice, who is now playable in this DLC. That's the other big thing. And the reason it's a charm and not like a character you can select is because she has a bunch of her own perks. So she has extra health. She gets a double jump. Um, her parry, instead of being a, a jump, is a dash. So you have to like kind of learn how to parry differently if you want to use her. And if you duck in dash, she has like an invincibility role. She's the only character to have that. So, um, you know, there's, there's pros and cons, of course, to using her. Just because she has those doesn't mean she's easy mode by any means. Because uh, this game isn't easy no matter how you're playing it. Um, but so she's playable. And that's awesome. And uh, you can bring her back into all of the rest of the main game. Uh, you do have to beat... The, if you've never played Cuphead, you can't just jump into the DLC. You have to beat the first uh, mausoleum from the main game to get to the island. But otherwise, it's like it's fairly accessible. Um, the bosses are equally as challenging and imaginative as any other boss in the main game. Uh, I've been having a blast with it. It's just so nice to sit down and just to play more Cuphead, man. This game is great. There's nothing that moves and sounds like it. Well, there wasn't, and then there was a bunch of those rip-offs that people made, but it's a great game. If you love Cuphead, you owe it to yourself to play it. It's on, like, every platform now. The DLC is only 8 bucks, which for, like, uh, technically 7 bosses and, like, another 5 mini-bosses is, is a fantastic value, so, like... Can't recommend it enough. If you love Cuphead, it's a must-play. If you never played Cuphead before, try out the original game before you try this because it's, you know, it's challenging. Like, it's going to be harder than those first few bosses. But uh, thorough, thorough recommendation. I would say it's worth the wait, honestly, for this DLC. It looks really good, and I'm glad that, you know, the team at Studio MDHR didn't, you know, drive themselves crazy trying to get this out so quickly. So, yes, it's been a long time, but uh, it's worth it. This is great DLC. Uh, I wish this had come out when we were talking about top five DLCs on the podcast a couple months ago or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, third recommendation, go play this. Thank you, Tony, for that scrumptious summary of Cuphead, the delicious last course. A couple of other releases coming out at the end of the week. You can bet Chris and I will have thoughts on Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak uh, I don't next have week. More, month, more great <laughs> Monster Hunter. You can play Outriders World Slayer no! instead, Chris. I'll let you do that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, and then uh, Rabbids Party of Legends yes. is the Rabbids Party game that came it's, out. It is uh, being developed, or I, I guess is developed, was developed by Ubisoft Chengdu. I think it was originally developed for the Chinese market specifically, and they brought it over here, and it is... A uh, Mario Party style game where you, but it, but with a story where the rabbits uh, reenact the uh, story of Journey to the West of the Monkey oh. King and you ah, know, yes. and, and uh, can I, I can be a, I can be a Goku. Mm, I get a Goku. Sort rabbit. of. You can be the character Goku is loosely based on, uh, and a rabbit version of same. And uh, it, you know, each each of the mini games is themed around like a. a moment in the story and uh it's it's neat nice mm -hmm. is the sung wukong uh rabbit voiced by steve bloom was it steve bloom or andy circus who did enslaved 
it was Andy Circus. Circus. Andy Circus yeah, was, was an It was Andy Circus. Okay, is he voiced by Andy Circus? No, no. He sounds like all the other rabbits going. Bah! But that is such That's an Andy Circus move to yeah. just do a rabbit voice and not tell yes. anybody. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, that is it for new releases. Let's move along to. You know, I'm, I'm sure that new Rabbids party game will be fine, but it's not the Rabbid experience I'm looking forward to the most this year, which was included in the Nintendo Direct that happened earlier this week. Uh, Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope officially got a release date in that bad boy. That's coming October 20th. I am so excited as a fan of the first Mario plus Rabbids game i who ever would have thought that tactical strategy and mario were the perfect combination and yet it was it was so good i love that game i can't wait for a sequel it was the latest time mario helped introduce me to a genre i was standing outside the fence of Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. like you did with mario rpg yes that's my first rpg uh it was my yeah i'd never played in the xcoms i didn't really understand what was fun about them and Mario versus Ra- Mario plus Rabbids did that for me. Yeah, yeah. So that's coming October. A lot of announcements in that direct. I'll, I'll, I'll blow through the, the bigger ones. Um, the recent Persona games, including Persona Five Royal, Persona Four Golden, and Persona Three Portable, are finally coming to Switch. People have been asking for that for so long. It's I can't they believe should it's have the ultimate happening. PS2 game. Yeah, a <laughs> PS3 game. Sorry. <laughs> that- I I would say like this was uh, when they announced it for Xbox there was a parody account <laughs> that did a a Switch mockup and a lot of people bid on the bait so for this to happen like thankfully the people who worked on that weren't like well shit I guess we got to announce it early so I, I was going to say I that that, that really that took the wind out of the sails of the Nintendo out uh, 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 announcement which I just assumed was going to how come they didn't announce any of this shit earlier? Like, fuck's sake, Joker's been a playable character in Smash for like two years. Uh, yeah. it, but also, would this... I know... Pers- you tell me, TL. Persona fans mm-hmm. love their physical media. I don't even know if it's available via physical media. They love. Uh, I love Persona 4 Golden personally. Um, right. For the price of buying one of these games... On Switch, you can get a whole year of Game Pass and have access to them the entire time. <laughs> well, again, though, that is so we're we sort of have a privileged perspective in that true. we own multiple consoles because we, we are kind of industry people or, or super fans. Where it's like if all you had is a Switch, which a lot of people that's the case, but wouldn't that make you have to sort of consider that? And it, it might be for PC as well. So, the thing that's important as I bring out my steelbook case copy of persona 5 royal mm-hmm. um is that people who have a switch will now be able to get this full physical copy of persona 5 royal because they are going to be bringing out a still case copy for Persona 5 royal again that i have still mm. case copy for. that's october 21st uh, that's coming switch. by the yum way. sounds useless. absolutely now the other thing the thing that i think is more important i think i think is the bigger thing that you're saying chris mm-hmm. is what they're doing with Persona 4 Golden and Persona 3 Portable, those are digital-only copies. Mm. That's where I don't know, like, 
there's been a whole conversation about Steam Deck versus uh, Switch, um, and I don't want to get into it. I understand it. I understand the conversation. However, if you're asking me, do you want to play these games on Steam Deck or a Switch? I might say Steam Deck, and if they are more readily available at the time, like that might be the more like the better experience to play Persona 4 or Persona 3. If you really want a physical copy, pick them up years later on sale. So again, I do have to point out, I think the crossover between people who own both a Switch and a Steam Deck, it'd probably be pretty low. I feel like if you you buy a Steam Deck, you probably don't have a Switch. PC, like, uh, but just I just thought that was strange that Xbox beat them on that announcement because those games had never been on an Xbox platform. Period, as far as I know. Yeah, that that was the big point about that announcement. It was it was mm-hmm. the first time off of the PlayStation to the mm-hmm. Xbox. Right. Well, I mean, this would have been I think if we're talking about the Persona series in general, this will be the first time for both systems, right? Like outside, like Persona Q or Arena which or are, something like which that, which are very yeah or Arena, but like. Persona main series has always been a PlayStation staple. Yep. So, but I think it's just like in landing on when these announcements were being made, right? I think ideally if, you know, Nintendo was doing their direct when everybody else did their stuff, I think it would have been fine, but they, they're Nintendo, right? So that would be the reason why. And I also think like one of the things that kept on coming on in this like presser was console exclusive. So I think that was like kind of how they were able to be like, okay, we're okay with not announcing this later because we're announcing we have the console exclusive for X, Y, and Z. Hmm. So moving on, this was a bit of a shocker to me. A long gone series making its triumphant return. Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection was announced. Uh, It includes like... A bunch of games, right? Like it's, six well, games. It's, okay, it's, so, it's ridiculous. It's like it's got ten games. I'm like, but most no of them are variants of the same game. Yeah. No, that's the thing. No, it doesn't. That's a bullshit lie that I don't like that they're doing in the thing. There are three Battle Network games. I think there's three. There's, there's six. There's there's six. You're but welcome. like Chris said, <laughs> a couple of them are like literal double games. Like one yeah. is blue, one is white. Like one the Pokemon thing. It, it they're was, Pokemon. They were, it yeah. is they literally are doing the Pokemon thing. Okay. And they're just putting them all in there. But like you're going to get the same game. Like I don't like I'm excited because I like Battle Network, but I didn't need it like this. Well they're not they're not putting them all in there because the thing is coming in 2023 it's going to be sold in two parts if you buy it digitally so they're still doing the red and blue thing with this collection i can't imagine something i'm less looking forward to that's how old Uh, i am my favorite character has 10 games i won't touch (laughs) i mean i look i feel about that like Mega Man legends not a fan of Mega Man legends uh but bound network was a very fun game i also think it's very funny that they didn't or very telling that they didn't remake the bound network uh uh, GameCube game, which was more like a traditional Mega Man that you could get the chips uh, throughout the adventure. Mm. Ah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> here's another old game coming to Switch. So Portal Companion Collection is today. It came. It came earlier this week. Uh, wow. So it's not today. Yeah, today as we're recording. Yeah. So you get Portal One and Portal Two. Uh, two games. Well, yeah, all but two, they're, they're, but that's all modes. My you favorite know, you get thing about it is that and there's a second game in Portal Two that is 
cooperative multiplayer. Yeah, the co-op, can, right. to- totally which, which I have not finished campaign. ever. Yeah. And, and there's like, I, I, when I tried to start doing it again on uh, Xbox, nobody was playing that game anymore. So I have half a mind to download that now and just hopefully someone will be playing it as new people discover the game on a different platform because it hasn't hit a new platform in al- almost 10, year, 10 years. Wow. But here's here's another game hitting a new platform that people were very excited to hear about. So Nier Automata, the end of your edition is coming to Switch. So Nier Automata coming to Switch. Uh, people have been asking for this for a long time. Includes the base game plus all the previously released DLC plus some Switch exclusive costumes. Uh, and that's coming October 6th to Switch. Is that going to run on Switch? Right, maybe. I mean, I think uh, that game. It uh, yes, yes, it will run on Switch. That game, I, the frame rate was really good. And I just, I worry. It, it was the, the visual style they were going for was sort of this. Uh, I don't know. It felt like a game of a bygone era. I love the way it looked, and, I, and it was you know the the design of the game and Yoko Taro and the characters and stuff is great. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think that game was like pushing performance of the platforms by any means. You know, uh, here's a game I'm as a Stardew Valley fan personally super excited for harvestella is a new game announced by square enix that uh, it combines rpg elements with kind of that lifestyle sim thing from stardew valley so you're playing as a villager you're collecting materials you're farming and then uh you the, the difference is there is something called the quietus which is the season of death uh, you have to prevent mm. that from destroying this town you've built up throughout the year. That's coming November fourth. I'm I'm very excited for this. So it's like I, is it like Dragon Quest Builders? Then I wonder where it's like, oh, you you've been building up this town. Now here a, a, a bunch of monsters are going to come and try to tear it down. It could be, but I think more farming elements than builders had in it. Like uh, you know, like Stardew, it's it's there's straight up farm sim at times. So oh, speaking of Dragon Quest, they announced that uh, kind of follow up to the Dragon Quest Eleven game. Uh, I think it's called like Dragon Quest uh, Wild Adventure or something like Dragon that. Dragon Quest Treasures is what you're telling Treasures, me about. Treasures, there you go. Dragon Quest Treasures, yeah. That's coming December 9th. Yep. And, and that's that spinoff. Eric. As Eric yeah, and as... Mia. Yep. And you're team yeah. up with the monsters and use your treasure tracker to find beer. This sounds like a fucking tingle game. <laughs> is this, is this it, just it, like... <laughs> it, it does. Or like Dragon Quest Monsters. Like it's going to okay. be a fun little okay. cute. Uh, follow-up game and, and, until they never announce Dragon Quest Twelve again. Let me. Let me, <sighs> let me let's, we got a lot. Let me get through some of these smaller yeah. things. So yeah, uh, that Return to Monkey Island uh, that was recently announced. It's coming to consoles first on Switch. So there you go, TL Super Bomberman R Two is a new Bomberman game that was announced for the Switch. That is coming next year, twenty twenty three. Uh, Live Alive, which is that remake of a really old game, isn't it? Yeah, it's, like a Super yeah. Nintendo RPG. Uh, PS PS One. That is really? getting yeah. that's getting a yeah. demo that's coming in July, July twenty second. So I never played Live Alive. I would I no, look forward to trying. It was an obscure Japan only oh, release. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the games that we're trying to get translated. Yeah. They showed off more gameplay from Sonic Frontiers, uh, showing off. Uh, so the cyberspace levels, which look more like the traditional 3D Sonic levels. Mm-hmm. Green Hill Zone, baby. Yeah, I, th- I think I, I saw one that was just like, oh, no, there are more traditional, enjoyable Sonic levels. Like, how do you know if it's enjoyable? It's not hands-on yet. You're just <laughs> speculating. <laughs> I, I should say, how do you know if it's more enjoyable? Like, whatever. 
Uh, Minecraft Legends is that action strategy spinoff, so that's coming to the Switch next year. Wait to ignore Let's that. Let's see. That, uh, speaking of Stardew Valley likes, that Disney Dreamlight Valley, Whoa, uh, which is a life board? sim. <laughs> that's coming on September 6th in early access. What? Why does that the, need a little early access? What I the fuck? Know. I... I- <laughs> I feel I feel like Nintendo certification is just some enormous fat guy asleep at a desk. And <laughs> everyone's getting in, boys! Come on! Woo! <laughs> this one was a weird announcement to me. So, you guys remember Pac-Man World? That's what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Nobody it likes is, yeah. that game. <laughs> but it's getting a repack edition coming August 26th. Um, yeah, I, I have a friend on Facebook who was a developer on the original. He's like, does this officially make me old that I worked on a game that is now getting a remake that I have no involvement with? And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, it does. Yeah. You're an industry vet now. Congrats. Hey, the pack is back. The, the pack, pack is back. Is, he's repacked, baby. Uh, I mean, other, other stuff like lots of other smaller things, but uh, it was, yeah. speaking of packed, it was sort of a packed uh, Nintendo Direct. So lots to show off there. Lots, lots to get excited for. So there you go. Um, other stuff to get excited for this month. If you are a PlayStation Plus subscriber, you got a couple new games coming your way. Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, is coming to PlayStation Plus. I didn't play that one. I wanted to, so I will have to it's, check that it's out. It's real good. Uh, Dark Pictures of Man and Madon, which I have played, is coming as well. I do encourage you, if you are a fan of Until Dawn or the recent The Quarry, uh, go check out what Man and Madon did. Hmm. Pretty good game. I played it on Halloween one year, and it was really good. Uh, let's see. And then uh, the final game, Arcade Geddon. That's that co-op PvE and PvP multiplayer shooter. It's set in like this, these arcade settings where you're trying to like save your local arcade. Didn't get great reception at the time, but I, it was a compelling premise. So I, I, I'm anxious to check it out for quote-unquote for, free, for free as part of my subscription. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. On the Xbox side of things, well... Um, yeah, let's see what we got here. We have, uh, Beasts of Maravilla is a Pokemon, oh. Pokemon Snap-esque yeah. game where you're a wildlife photographer exploring Mysterious Island. So there is that. Uh, Thrillville Off the Rails is an Xbox 360 game from 2007. I remember Where that. you, you manage your own theme park and you build roller coasters. Get Game Pass, people. <laughs> Uh, and then Relicta is a first-person physics-based puzzle game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then finally, Torchlight. Uh, the original Torchlight is coming uh, to Game. Pa- I'm sorry, is coming to games. That's with a game gold, that's, which... that's an anagram for Doctor Who, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a game I worked on that series. I uh, worked on Torchlight three a bit, and uh, yeah, I like the Torchlight games. You know, they were that spin off of Diablo. Yeah. They're very much in in that style. I of will game. say, like I said about uh, uh, fucking um, uh, uh, Jumping Flash, they will give you Torchlight instead of putting men to sending men to therapy. I have, I, I, I think I've owned every version of Torchlight. This come out. They're, they're good games. They're good games. Um, and so on the Game Pass side, uh, Far Cry Five is coming to Game Pass Ooh. July first. I 
I love Far Cry 5. I know there are haters out there. You can fuck off. Far Cry 5 is a fucking great it's, game. It, it might be my favorite, especially with the DLC. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. throw shovels like spears. <laughs> yes, yes you can. can harass you for no reason. I really yeah. like the follow-up New Dawn yeah, as well. Awesome. Far Cry New Dawn mm. is fucking fun. Um, let's see. The other one coming. We got uh, Last Call BBS Whoa. is coming. I don't know much about that one. <laughs> I think it's I, beautiful system. Yeah, I think I, <laughs> well, no, that's the that's the the weird like the. Oh, the it's a mini narrative. game. It's a mini game compilation, oh. right? Where you? I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was that blog post I put up when I quit Prodigy. <laughs> oh no, Dustfall is what I'm thinking of. I, I no, have du- no idea yeah, Dustfall is the one that's like yeah. a really cool graphical style. It's like a story story game taking place over 30 years. That's coming. Escape Academy is a co-op escape room game that was originally supposed to come out in June is now hitting mid-July. And then Immortality is the latest from Sam Barlow. If you've ever played Sam Barlow games, his previous games, um, I loved her story. It, it, he does these like video games where video oh. games. these games using full motion video, um, hey, where you're video game? you're trying to solve a puzzle and kind of figure out mysteries. Have ha- is how but both his previous games, her story and telling lies, worked. And I think uh, immortality is presented in a similar vein. So uh, yeah, I really like San Barlow games. I know they're not for everybody, but uh, I'm looking forward to this. And hey, it's part of my subscription, so why the fuck not? So that is all the news that is fit to play. All right. Let's move on to the community segment, which is always is segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was what's your favorite dinosaur moment in a game? Uh, TL, do you have one off the top of your head since you weren't here last week? Uh, yeah, it's when you get to be a velociraptor in Jurassic Park. <laughs> in Jurassic Park. All right. The greatest, the greatest video game on the Sega Genesis, uh, of course. <laughs> All right, of uh, course. Talking. All about that. <laughs> uh, well, Burger Champ on VigigamePocalypse.com says it's hard to choose between every moment of the SNK arcade shooter Prehistoric Isle Two which has you fighting dinosaurs in a modern-day city with your trusty helicopter (laughs) and chasing the Fritos delivery truck around in the underrated XBLA game Doritos Dash of Destruction. Oh, yeah, which I think doesn't exist anymore. You can't, like, download it. Uh, Especially when three friends link up to play as the Fritos drivers. There's nothing more satisfying than picking them up with your tiny little arms and eating all the nacho cheese goodness in the back. Is it? Yeah. Oh, Fritos, Doritos. Isn't that weird yeah. that they discontinued an adver game? You would think that Doritos would want to continue to advertise their product. It's not like Doritos have gone away. Like, mm. did uh, they have to license that game? No, they just found a more lucrative partnership with Utz, baby. Uh, <laughs> Guaranteed. No, it's Stash with Keeley, the Dorito King, right? Yeah, Dorito Pope. Dorito's the Dorito Pope. Or <laughs> yeah, Keeley, yeah, the Dorito yeah. Pope. I want some Doritos now. Someone else go. I, I guess. Blah, blah, blah says, my favorite dinosaur moment from a game comes from Peter Jackson's King Kong. I suggested this. I specifically remember the demo of this game because it's the first thing I ever played on an Xbox 360 at a kiosk in GameStop a few weeks before the console launched. The demo has the player being chased by a T-Rex in first person and eventually taking hiding in a cave 
while it peeks its head into the entrance and sniffs around, but you aren't rendered dinosaur prey for the entire game as it shifts perspective to Kong, and you, the player, get to knock the ever-loving shit out of a few T-Rexes and finishing the fight by breaking their jaws. Yeah, that was brutal, like that little jaw animation. I did eventually pick this game up. It's probably one of my favorite licensed games of all time, and I wish more games had the player being hunted by a giant dinosaur because it's incredibly thrilling. I'm biased. It's one of the best licensed games of all time. I, but I am a massive King Kong lover. There is not a King Kong movie I don't like a lot. Uh, love. I just looked up Prehistoric Isle, and it really looks like a helicopter shooter set in Pee Wee's Playhouse. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to play that tonight. Um, Wood Duck said, oh, man, why did I get this one? There was a spinoff of Ultima 5, or was it 6? Um, I'm going to say it's mm-hmm. 10. It's Ultima Ten, is what you're I, thinking yeah. of. Yeah, I don't. Remember. It was. It was just. I think an Ultima spinoff. Oh, if only Jr. Yeah. were here. Uh, Title mm-hmm. called "The Savage Empire" that threw the uh, the player into prehistoric Valley of Eden, filled with extinct animals and human tribes uh, from various real world cultures. The most terrifying moment in the game was whenever the beautiful ambient jungle music would uh, change to the startling "Enemies Are Nearby" music. Uh, the second most terrifying thing was the Allosaurus that players could find in the wild. A huge multi uh, tile creature. If you were foolish enough to simply hold down a direction uh, key for movement and had PC that stri- slightly struggled to run the game, you could easily run headfirst into such a beast, even though it's a turn based game. <laughs> the, <laughs> the game did uh, feature a T Rex as sort of a boss. Uh, the quest line had some Three Stooges cameo characters <laughs> uh, give the player a moonshine tip spear to somehow knock it, <laughs> knock it out so the player could grab a MacGuffin. Uh, the wow. game was what? almost like an early Far Cry um, in setting. Sure, I remember that part of Far Cry 3. With a huge open world, multitudes of secrets, and uh, companions to find, and some light crafting elements. It was like Far Cry Primal, mm. I think. Yeah. Mm. Look, at some point, did does like the Sierra devs, like, have they been made to answer for their war crimes where these like story like oh just dip the the moon tipped the moonshine tipped uh, spear into the uh, dragon's that's mouth that's not just them <laughs> LucasArts did the same shit the difference was Sierra would make it so that you could not complete a game if you missed yes. a thing earlier yeah. you, didn't, you didn't grab the pie at the beginning of the game so you can't throw it at the abominable snowman like hours later it, it, this is mm-hmm. neither the time nor, nor the place a video game podcast I might just pause it, and I don't do hot takes, because all of them are hot takes. Uh, is, are Sierra games the best-selling games that hold up the worst? The games that the most of the world yeah. plays that, that are just... Dude, you could never play any of those things again. <laughs> They're so difficult to recapture. Siberia? Let's, let's do a stream of Siberia. Is Siberia <laughs> Sierra? Is it? Let's no, pretend it I is. I don't think so. Or isn't, and I shut up. <laughs> okay. Um, or, I mean, I would say, like, any of the King's Quest games. I loved them as a kid. Mm-hmm. They are not fun to play. Yeah, I should say that's not what Ultima or the Savage Empire are. They are, they are I, turn-based RPGs. But... Thanks, right. Wiki uh, Adam Foote. Yeah, uh, show patron, by the way. We're, yeah, we're recording so in his memorial is. studio, Adam Foote, RIP. We are in his studio. Do we um, have to do a salute or a bow at this point or anything uh, like I love that? Adam. Uh, I want to taps. lick his feet. <laughs> I am Tarantino. And I show, never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, Adam Foote, question of the week. They completely missed the best game where you fight dinosaurs. It's so good and dinosaur-centric. Matt fought for this for like two seconds. The original name is Dinosaur Planet. <laughs> 
I'm, of mm -hmm. course, talking about Star Fox Adventure, a game where a plucky space uh, pilot fox comes to a planet to fight dinosaurs with a stick. No, plucky not was only, one of the other characters. Sorry. Yeah. Not only are there minions the in boss, not only are there minions in boss dinosaurs, but you get small dinosaur companions as a small triceratops. Here's why I'm okay with them not bringing up Dinosaur Planet because it's a failed game that they reskinned yeah. to be Star Fox. It was supposed to be another yeah, game. Yeah, so was Super wasn't. Mario so Brothers too. What's your point? I, I think it's yeah, but that's I think you game. might get the worst yeah. of both worlds there because it was like a not partially completed, but like a, a, it was two ideas combined together that maybe didn't belong that way. I mean, we right. all said it when we saw this. We we're like, what the fuck does yeah. Star Fox have to do with dinosaurs? And yet. It was a beautiful game on GameCube, mm -hmm. like one of the best looking games, and it was fun. It Told was you still went to fu a fun third person. That's game. not my memory of the game. <laughs> you, you, we found out. Chris has a fucking bias against the GameCube, oh, yeah, yeah. which we're going to explore oh, yeah. on some future. Yeah, I episode. will. I will say this as a lover of the GameCube and and someone who's always right about video games. That game sucks ass. Like, I, okay, that affirms my that affirms my opinion that that game. <laughs> yeah, what you put? TL thinks you it put sucks. Twenty that hours into that too. <laughs> no, I finished, I finished that. Nice. Uh, Greg Moore says, tie between the stage and Ape Escape, where you go spelunking for monkeys inside a live dino's guts, and the part in Resident Evil 6 where sinister corporate greaseball Simmons transforms into a T-Rex. I appreciate they put Simmons in quotes. The Simmons fight has more faces than the Galdar moon, and though all of them are ridiculous, there's just something about, and now the virus has turned me into a T-Rex, that felt like <laughs> such a self-parody. It really sums up the whole of what RE6 is. I've come around to that game in part for its comedic value, but I'm pretty sure the creators weren't in on the joke. Yeah. So here's the thing about Resident Evil 6, and Greg, Greg knows I love Greg. Uh, I agree with him 100%. I think that game is not as bad as people make it out to be, but it is like, it is the closest we can get to a shitty movie video game that's like actually fun to play and mm. ridiculous. Like, it's not great, but exactly it's Exactly what I'm talking about hilarious. with Elden Ring. Oh my god, it's a monster the size of a skyscraper. I hope I can survive long enough to hit A at the right time and watch a movie. And <laughs> Look, man. Boo. Boo to that. I will never forgive this game for traumatizing me with the image that now you, listener, will see every time you look at the logo because it looks like a grown man giving a giraffe a blowjob. You're welcome. Go check the RE6 logo. I challenge you not I to see that. I watched only that one episode of that Greg Miller show, and somebody said it looked like a giraffe drinking from a segregated water fountain, and, <laughs> and that still <laughs> makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an autonomous joke. That sounds like an autonomous joke. That's a good joke. From Twitter, at JeffBTW says, Question of the week. The whole scene in the museum in The Last of Us Part 2 was really great, but the interaction with the dinosaurs were, was particularly memorable. Easily the second best putting a hat on a dinosaur moment in video games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. You hear me say this. I have a very low tolerance for cutscenes and non-interactive moments. This might be my favorite one, because I love dinosaur museums. And... <laughs> I immediately got uh, to whatever the heart was of that scene by wanting to do that as a kid and an adult. It just, I love that yeah. scene so much. It it also culminated with the thing that they did in the uh, Last of Us 1 DLC mm -hmm. 
where she pretends to play the arcade game. She has sort of that moment in the little space space pod where she's pretending to be an astronaut and just picturing yeah. what life could have been like had Very there similar. not been fungus creatures invading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had she lived in our world instead of mm-hmm. hers. Uh, let's see. And at Shinrugal or Shinrugal 23, who knows? Yeah, uh, Shinrugal. How- how could you not remember the dinosaur boss in Chrono Trigger and the fact that they can take over the world depending on yep. the ending? That is pretty good. Pretty good. Okay, so I hate to be an um actually. Okay. But reptoids and dinosaurs are two different species. That's why like you fight a reptoid. Like the reptoid is the people who can take over. Dinosaurs are there. There is a T-Rex. You could tell because it's in the Kuratoriyama's I only draw three things style. But <laughs> there is a T-Rex there is a T-Rex there that you that you fight, but the reptoids are not dinosaur. They are more like lizard people. Lizard people, sure. The lizard people. <laughs> and as oh, no. we know, oh, dinosaurs yeah. are more oh, lizard no, people. <laughs> as we know, dinosaurs are more uh, or pushing know, their agenda and their Torahs on us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the lizard people are in it and they got the Jewish space lasers. Yeah, they're out there riding through the sky, down. making chemtrails, making you crave fluoride <laughs> all the time. You know, Vince McMahon had it coming to him all along. This is just desserts. I try to leave Vince McMahon. All you guys come over here. Jesse, what's your agenda and the lizard men? You're doing macho, man. That is not Jesse. I am doing macho, man. I'm not talking about Jesse the body of the mind, Ventura. I'm talking about me, Randy Macho Man (laughs) Savage. I ain't got time to bleed. All right, new question of the week. <laughs> What's your favorite game of the year so far? Um, I guess for for us, we can talk about ones that didn't Tenth make the year list. in a row, yeah. Clash of Clans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't beat it. It's- <laughs> I, I really liked that. Norco, which is mm-hmm. uh, free on Game Pass for PC. Uh, and it is like a weird throwback to old first-person point-and-click adventure games. Uh, the, the whole idea is it takes place in an alternate near future version of Louisiana where you live in this shitty town outside of New Orleans called Norco that I think is based on an actual town called Norco that is like mostly owned by an oil company. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, it's very much the same thing in here where it's just like, yeah, that's this polluted little shitburg where everyone dies of cancer. And, uh, you're, you come home when you're, you're after your mother's died. And it, it kind of has a uh, Kentucky Route Zero vibe at first where, like, you know, it, it will set up things like, oh, you didn't come home because, and then it's like, you know, it gives you several options. Like, I was busy fighting in the desert wars in the Mojave or, you know, s- stuff like that. And uh, you can kind of decide, and it really is inconsequential to anything but deciding what your backstory mm. is. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's just fixed in your head. But uh, you come home and your, your, your little nerdy brother's missing. And so you have to go out and find him. And you start to unravel this bizarre conspiracy involving your mother and, like, this omniscient AI and uh, possible, you know, like, Da Vinci Code stuff uh, to do with your lineage. And then there's this crazy dude called the Ditch Man who is alternately helpful and extremely menacing. And uh, it's it's 
really worth playing. It's bizarre and funny and not quite like anything else on the market. If you want to learn about, you know, Louisiana bayous and stuff and what ghost bayous are and uh, why shit's all fucked up. Um, yeah, Norco is, is really great. Oh, yeah. I am... I was going to say Citizen Sleeper, but no, I don't feel like defending that to you people. <laughs> you people Pearls before swine. So uh, I will say uh, um, the new Kirby game mm-hmm. is Slow. so oh. good and so fun. Kirby in the and Forgotten Land. Kirby in the Forgotten Game. It is. It is. I think it's. I think it's. I honestly think it's really fun. It's. If you've not played a Kirby game, this is really easy one to kind of step in. Um, it's very cute. The music is tremendous. Uh, I did a thing um, a couple weeks ago about like game music of the year mm-hmm. so far, kind of just like getting people in and just like I think that soundtrack like outside of Turtles is like the soundtrack I think is. Like, it was. So I only played the good. demo, but like um, it's charming. It was hard to play in conjunction with Elden Ring, but like it's kind of awesome and yeah. something I've never done as Kirby before. My seven-year-old played the demo and was thrilled when they did the, I forget what it's called, the big mouth thing where Kirby Kirby ate, Kirby ate a fucking vending machine and was, was, was shooting (laughs) soda pop cans at enemies. Like, yeah, uh, that was a big hit in the Allen household. (laughs) So there's definitely a lot of charm to this game. Like Kirby games are like that, you know, it's a really fun game. And then like, even if you want it, like, I think the Mm -hmm. game, the main game is fairly easy, but then there is a kind of harder mode in the back end where it gets really balls hard like it it reminded me a lot mm, balls of in like the back end yeah yes, balls, it, balls called, hard yes, mode in a Kirby yes, game yes yes yeah. uh it kind of reminded me a lot of like a uh, super mario land where like the base game super mario land 3d right where like the base game is fine and then oh hey here's these extra levels if you want the challenge and you can totally get that um right. oh no super fun game i really enjoyed it all right but my game i am I'm shocked, disappointed, dismayed that it did not make our five so far. Tunic is one of mm. the greatest games. It was a front runner for a while for of us. Of the last 10 years, it is. Oh, but it takes a while. And I think the reason it didn't make the list is it takes a while to really fully see what the game is doing. I gave it an hour doing. every like, time you made hours. this case. And I just like, it's getting quicker, but it's still fucking slow. And I'm stuck. But But then... But once once it starts hitting and the big reveals start coming in and the you figure out like oh mm. shit this stuff's been hiding in plain sight and the stuff with the instruction manual and it has this like yeah. feel good retro vibe beautifully like, oh. illustrated instruction manual that you find yeah. pieces of and then it's like oh okay this is what I'm supposed to be doing. that that is that I mean the game is deciphering that instruction manual and understanding what it's telling you and and Ah, it's it's so deep and layered, and it's hidden behind, unfortunately, this really slow first few hours that kind of, yeah, most people might not figure out the trick of this game, unfortunately. But once you do, you will be part of this exclusive club with me, and we can hang out and talk about Tunic, because it is, mwah, Chef's Kiss, Tunic is the bomb. This isn't a spoiler, necessarily. It's something that happens in the first hour. Like, man, this game is fucking slow, and I, I picked up a piece of a manual, and it tells me... This is your run button. You could have been running the entire time had you only tried to use this button in conjunction with pointing in a direction. And Matt was like, that's kind of a metaphor for everything that happens in the game. All these things you didn't know you could see or do that slowly unfold when you could collect pieces of this manual. And I had fun with it. I just died a lot. 
Yeah. It, it does a, a lot of the same stuff Fez mm. did a few years ago. Mm. I prefer it over Fez, honestly, mm. though. So it's Hey, really look. It's not tied to Phil Fish, so. There's that. There's that, too. <laughs> and, uh, I, um, I lobbied hard, not very hard, because I knew Michael and Matt specifically wouldn't play this, but cause it's not for everybody. It's uh, Ali Ali World. Mm-hmm. Ali Ali. I played it. I just, it wasn't for me. Yeah. So. Well, Ali Ali is like a really, like, if you love Tony Hawk and you mm-hmm. wish you didn't have to steer in any direction, uh, but somehow the game got harder. It's like a Tony Hawk meets a platformer, though, because it's a yeah, really a strict it, timing based makes, game. Reminds me of um, what were the Endless Runner games with Legend of Rhythm? Aliens? Yes, Runner. Um, yeah, Bit Trip Runner. Bit Trip yeah, Runner. It is. It is like that with some hardcore input elements in this. And in this version, they add. I wouldn't call it an open world, maybe an overworld, but just like. Before, it was like utilitarian. Like, these are just barely graphics. Yeah. But the gameplay was great. And they softened the gameplay a little bit and then basically set it in Adventure Time made of ice yep. cream. Yep, yeah. it is. Yeah. And the, the visual style a lot. The visual yeah, style. It, even Even, like, there's a camera that moves. It's in 3D. You can see... There, it gives you other, just just adding, putting it in 3D gives you other things to do and uh, chain together. And it's... Instead of punishing you for failing, they try and reward you for what you do well. Mm-hmm. And it was one of my favorite experiences this year. A series I've really liked thus far sort of explode and figure out a way to bring itself to more people. Because really before it was just like simple, t- mega 2D, no shading. Yeah, uh, I, I went back and I played, I played this two because mm-hmm. two two just basically makes one almost irrelevant and it's mm-hmm. like yeah it's like man i really don't want something that harsh and then i am so on the fence about buying this game i think i'm gonna pick it up when it's, it's on not like, a punishing and discount. it's not it's under 50 bucks yes well on sale it was like it was like 25 the other day on sale i'm like mm-hmm. and there's also some dlc like some big dlc that that just hit and more coming yeah. this year so i might wait and buy whatever, like the gold edition of the game when it's kind of discounted around the holidays. Cause I, just for the visual style alone, it's like, mm-hmm. I would totally just play this for someone and be like, check out this fucking adventure time game that's not yeah. an adventure time game. Yeah. yeah. It's, and, and the levels get more and more visually compelling as you go. I recommend it highly. It, I voted for it for my game of the year, but you know, I get it. Uh, so what is your favorite game of the year so far? Let us know. Go to vidjagameapocalypse.com. Answer in the comments for episode 478. Alternately, you can visit us on uh, the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer or ping us on Twitter at VGApocalypse. And we will read the best answers next week as you tell us why we're all a bunch of dumbasses for not putting uh, Horizon Forbidden West on there <laughs> or whatever I voted your favorite for it. game is. I voted for it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so anyway, that has been our show. Let's go some plugs. TL, um, once again, live from the pool house, where can people find you? Yeah. Uh, you can find my podcast live from the pool house on wherever you get podcasts. Uh, on that, it's included another show. Here's the thing with myself, Emmett Watkins Jr. And Jared, uh, green. Um, and also follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash turbo bison. As of this recording, uh, this holiday weekend, I'm not doing anything for the 4th, so I decided I have been doing Pokemon Nuzlocks lately, mm. uh, and I'm going to be Nuzlocking Pokemon Emerald. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is that legal in every state? <laughs> yeah, what are First Nuzlocks? Uh, Nuzlocks are harder way of playing Pokemon. Uh, basically, you go into an area, you must catch the first Pokemon within the route. 
Um, and if your Pokemon fades in the battle, it, they die. Um, it's a lot of planning, a lot to go through. Um, I am going to be doing that for Emerald. I'll be doing that to help raise funds for the Yellowhammer uh, project. Yellowhammer project um, does a lot of work with reproduction rights in the South. Um, as you guys know, that's kind of a big thing right now. So we're going to try to raise what, What's fun. happening right now? <laughs> you Just know kidding. what's happening <laughs> right now. Uh, but I, I mean, very seriously, Yellowhammer, I have been donating the Yellowhammer fund. Uh, for years, I live in a, I live in I live in a conservative South, so I try to do as much as I can. Uh, I do want to raise funds because as we are in this kind of a shitty uh, part of the world, as much as we shitty can help, Handmaid's you know, Tale arg. <laughs> uh, as much as we can help, um, I want to do that. So, um, as always, if you can help people who have their reproduction rights uh, being taken away from them by a government that does not give a shit about them. Please do. Even if it's not watching my stream, just give to those funds. Uh, that's it. That's those are my views. Don't put anything on me. If you have a problem, I'm at Turbo Bison. Talk to me. Those are my views about that subject. <laughs> they're my views too, damn <laughs> Don't need I mean, to yellow hammer. They're my fun. views too, but instead of a, a yellow hammer, it's patreon.com slash laser time. And equally <laughs> Worthy charity in this time of <laughs> utter stability in the country. Uh, nothing embarrassing is happening, and there's no reason to feel bad because you'll always have content coming to <laughs> patreon.com slash laser time. We just did a thing, a, a thing about the thing, which I love saying. And if you like mm. the thing, you probably understood that sentence, but it's, it's one of John Carpenter's finest movies. It's 40. Uh, we got a bunch of people on to talk about it. Listen to our uh, Elden Ring spoiler cast. Uh, yeah. Patreon.com slash laser time. 30, 20, 10 this week's talking about the amazing Spider-Man and A League of Their Own. I'll, fi- I'll let you figure out which one I thought was better. Hint. Uh, it doesn't have Dennis Leary in it. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, I thought I had something else to say, but I guess I really don't. Matt. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at Matty C. Allen. Uh, and yeah, that, that's it. Just hit me up on the Twitter. Tony, come back for your plugs. Yes, I will totally plug my stuff. So I've been on the show a bunch already. Um, sorry you're hearing my voice again in cameo form here, but if you want to hear more of that and, and hear me talk about games, I do video game essays on a YouTube channel called Framework. Easiest way to get there is youtube.com slash C slash Framework Video. Uh, the most recent one is actually on God of War and... As as of right now, when I'm sitting down recording this, we don't have a release date on Ragnarok yet, but I'm really hoping by the time you hear this, we do. We'll see. But either way, I have a video on God of War 2018, uh, all about how the series grew up with that game. It's a masterpiece. I'm referring to the game. My video is fine, too, <laughs> I guess. Um, but check that out. I'm really proud of all the work that goes on over there. Um, and if you want to follow me or the show elsewhere, it's at Framework underscore video on Twitter, and I'm at ChainGunPope on Twitter. Thanks for letting me talk at you about Cuphead, etc. Everybody have a good weekend. Bye-bye. And you can, as always, visit the show online at VigiGameApocalypse.com. Follow it on Twitter at VGApocalypse. Or follow me personally, I'm a lovely person, at Wikiparas. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. That's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.
No, this is going to okay. come everywhere. I think it's console first. I think it's Switch first. Um, let's uh, let's just go ahead and cut that out so we don't sound yeah. so. Uh, I'll, I'll do a different yeah. transition. It's going to come yeah. everywhere. 